following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 52 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. And we've been doing this for 52 weeks now, uh, Stank. How does it feel? We, we did it. We reached one year uh, officially of doing this, of this silly little podcast that we thought, eh, maybe we'll, we'll keep at it for a while. And hey, look at us here now, a full year later. Yeah, it, it feels good. And, and you know, like we, we've said a couple times, a lot of people think like a nice round number, like 50 is a great milestone. But really, 52 is the measure of a year. And we made it a year. And you know, I think there's some people that didn't think we would make it this far, but uh, we're stronger than ever. Yeah, I remember very early on reaching out to friends of the show, Marty DeRosa, Sarah Shockey, John Pollock, and Wei Ting, just for podcast advice, along with Colt Cabana, because mm-hmm. those five people kill it when it comes to their own podcast. So they know what, what. Exactly. And if you have a friend yeah. that knows how to do something and you know, you're trying to also do the same thing ask for advice so i reached out to them and i remember john pollock one of the things that he said was the hardest part about all of it is just going to be sticking to you know your weekly schedule being consistent with that and i feel like we've done that because they're we haven't missed a week you know whether no yeah and there there have been times where it's been busy and you know sales hit so like especially like once it gets to sale time you know, all the graphic design and all the planning, it stops for me. And then we hand the ball over to you and you're more on the production side. So, um, it's all hands on deck. It's, you know, balls to the wall for lack of a better term, but you know, we've, we've figured out a way around each other's schedules and, uh, it's been pretty good. I was looking through the, uh, I mean, I, I do this every now and then because I, I still can't believe that it happened, but I was like going to going back to listen to the Kevin Smith episode, episode 13 that we recorded with Kevin Smith and mm-hmm. Jason Muse. And like looking at all the guests that we've had, I was like, wow, this is this is pretty fucking cool. It's definitely not a art of wrestling or uh Chris Jericho's podcast. I forget what that one's called. Uh the Chris Jericho show or something. Talk- What's up? Talking about Jericho or talking is, I don't know. Yeah, that one. You guys know Most kids one. will figure it out one day. You guys will figure <laughs> it out. And yeah. so we don't have as uh, prolific the guests that they do. But I feel like all the guests we have had has been pretty fun. I I almost contemplated, like, what if we just did a clip show? But so a little behind the scenes, I do all the editing for this. And as some episodes super easy just drop the files you know go in and clip this add that perfect some episodes i i'm not i'm gonna be the first one to admit i'm not the best technology wise so i don't always know what the fuck i'm doing and there's definitely been some episodes where i'm up till four in the morning just like why won't this file upload and there's nobody like available for me to just like, Hey, how do you, uh, fix this? Um, but who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe sometime in the future we'll, we'll do a clip show. I remember watching clerks, the animated series, finally at the behest of uh friend of the show, Matt Nix and episode two is just like clip show of the first episode, which I remember when he said that to me, I was like, mm, that sounds pretty stupid. But then the way they did it, I was like, 
oh, this could definitely work. Um, But thinking of like bringing up like, oh, how this could work. I mentioned it to you. I looking through my phone, I actually found uh, a, a, a funny little picture that I had sent to you. Um, let me let me bring up the exact date because I, I've got it here. This is from, uh, oh, I just lost the photo. Um, just gonna go through it again. But the, the, the purpose of the photo, me bringing up this photo, is that this was from when I came up with the idea of starting a podcast. I was working at the shop on a Saturday with uh, Matt Nix, again, bringing up Matt Nix, and kind of just going back and forth like oh wouldn't wouldn't this be cool wouldn't this be fun like i think we were just talking about different podcasts that we were uh this is jan this is from january 13th 2019 we we're just talking about different podcasts that we were into and that we liked and i brought up the fact that i'd always wanted to do one but wasn't sure if anyone would even care or want to uh-huh. listen and my i know what some of you guys are thinking like wait you came up with this january 13th and the first episode didn't come out till like several months later. As you were saying that, I was just thinking like we've told the story a couple times where we kind of talked about it, and then it took us several months to work up the courage to talk to Ryan. So that's like what from January to we're we're on the one year now. So January to the end of July, it took us <laughs> to well, get to that. Point. And even then, like I remember. Uh, advice from marty DeRosa was he said you know before you put out an official episode sit down and record an episode because mm-hmm. you guys have you know you kind of you have to get the flow of it you know right. there, there's a science to it as silly as it sounds to say there's a science behind the wrestling podcast or any podcast for that matter but that's what it was so i want to say we probably recorded that like in july like early july May, possibly even like June ish, but zero. yeah, like the 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 first version of episode zero, and yeah. like I've not gone back to listen to that, but I I think I talked myself into doing uh, a re, uh, a best of episode, which uh, for you know, for another time for another day, just to go just to go back and listen to how like welcome to the PWT cast, I'm Scrump and this is Tank. Uh, but so I have it here. It's a, it's literally just like a list with like random bullet points, and uh, the first one is just again ideas of what this podcast could be. What it it's funny seeing like eventually just where it wound up going because um, we did incorporate some of these um, like things into the show at various times and just either drop things because I don't know nobody really cared about it or we just kind of lost interest in it but um the first bullet point says comic book men but for pwt which for those of you the show comic book man that was on amc revolved around uh, jay and silent bob's secret stash in red bank new jersey kevin smith's comic book shop and i feel that that is kind of what this is in yeah. a way you know like we you stay true to that spirit i think yeah because i mean even the show it's basically like hey here are the people that work at this place and just the shit they go through and that's kind of been us you know we've had people who work here at the shop just come on and talk about what their day-to-day is you know we have everyone from the printers to shippers the uh people that do the heat presses the people who design the t-shirts we've had a lot of people frank you know the 
guy who basically runs all of the op what is it what was his official job title the operation the worldwide operations manager some yeah some the, fa- the manager of operations world i don't remember some fancy some fanciful <laughs> yeah. uh thing uh the second bullet point was help promote older wrestler stores who don't sell as much uh which we haven't really done the i don't think that was ever like a a thing we were kind of like serious about you know it was just kind of like a thing that we brought up along with uh weekly giveaways which we did for a lot of the earlier episodes but eventually kind of just stopped because it came down to it was the same few people you know that we well, were just yeah when we when we first started yeah we, we weren't getting a crazy amount of listeners and downloads. And then it kind of ended up being like the same people being brought up. We've got a, we've got a pretty decent user base now. So like we've talked about it on and off. I'm like, you know, we should bring that contest back. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, that's one, that's one of the fun things because it ties into the shop a little bit. It's a little bit of self promotion, I suppose for the store, but, uh, the next one is promote the VIP Facebook group, which I think we've done a good job at. For those of you unaware, Pro Wrestling Tees has a VIP Facebook group for VIP members. You know the people that spend a ton of money with us weekly. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of Charles Bergliades out there who purchase yeah. you know several times throughout the week, and we're so grateful. It's it's a fun little community that we have there. Everyone kind of just talks about this that or the other as it pertains to like hey this would be a cool idea for merch or even you know you have people like ryan or michael who are like hey this is something that we're thinking about making is there any interest or are we just you know wasting our time uh the next one is promote uh the pwt crate maybe a sneak peek at next month's theme again a a thing that we thought like oh maybe some people will like but I don't think there's been much interest from people about one. Well, that too. And and in practice, we try not to spoil the crate as much as we can. Like sometimes you got to say, you know, here's a special micro brother because we know there'll be interest. But like it's hard to promote a crate when you can't say what like 75 percent of what's in it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, just by sheer function of secrecy, that kind of went out the window. Uh, another thing that I feel like kind of just went out the window because it it sort of just went away from what we were trying to do with this was many, many interviews with wrestlers to promote their stores. Uh, I think a better way of like indirectly uh, promoting their stores is just hearing the hearing the people talk and hearing their stories and hearing like who they are. You know, yeah. I very much feel if you listen to to an Ethan Page or a Swaggle or a Vicky Guerrero episode, you're more likely to want to go buy some of their merchandise from just hearing them talk as opposed to them openly like shilling their stuff. If that makes any sense, I yeah. And in general, you know, we all, we're always pretty good about saying where can we find you at, and they're saying, "Hey, I got my I got my store here at Progressing Tees. Here's my Instagram." So, I mean, I think we've done pretty well with that. Yeah. Um, one was, which I which we brought this up more so for when we start doing uh, YouTube content, was promote new designs of the week. 
Uh, <laughs> again, super easy for us to do because uh, we've got the designer yeah. <laughs> of most of the new designs here with us uh, who knows what he can and can't talk about uh, as yeah. it pertains to new designs. Um, this one was actually a thing that we did very early on. I, I remember it specifically. We would do it a lot in the intros for episodes, but it was Q&A with fans uh, via Twitter and Facebook. We would receive emails from fans like, hey, uh, you know, what's what's your favorite potato chip? Just random things like that. We would talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then slowly it, it got to the point where we were really getting too much and we had already had a lot to talk about or we just weren't getting anything. But, hey, if you ever do have any questions, uh, shoot them over to us on our social medias or uh, email me at scrump at pwtcast.com. That's scrump at pwtcast.com. There's nothing Dave and I won't talk about unless it's wanting us to spoil future crates because uh, Ryan would not be happy with that. Uh, We have no shame otherwise. Exactly. Uh, Another one being promote overstock slash older stuff to get rid of said stock and older stuff uh ryan pretty much does a really good job of that himself so yeah did it really need uh us to help him do that um another one talk about special events that shows we go to which i feel like we pretty much do that you know we had uh this thanksgiving episode which was a really popular one. We had the Jericho Cruise episode, which was a, a really fun. If you haven't listened to the Jericho Jericho Cruise episode, do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's a chunkier. It's a giant-sized episode, but it's basically art chronicles throughout that whole weekend. There's a ton of fun stories. Melissa and Frank talk about their dead neighbor. We fuck with Michael the whole time. Uh I believe we talked to Matt Nix at certain points. Uh, a lady tried to break into our cabin. <laughs> ex- yeah, we prevent a almost drunk suicide. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, but we also have like you know we've gone to like the AEW Revolution show. We brought on Vivian with us to talk about it because it was her first like wrestling show ever, and so we have episodes like that, which mm-hmm. you know it's it's fun. Uh, we haven't had so many lately because of the state of affairs, but you know, exactly. That's not by choice. Not, not by choice. Uh, this no. one was uh, an interesting one that kind of got shot down it was, uh, a weekly Ryan, do you want to be on the show segment? Which he immediately shot down. He was like, no, you got to tease him. You know, he's like, yeah. you got to hold them in. So that's why I was like, all right, well, instead of like, Hey, do you want to be on the show every week? And him just like, no, we just started advertising him for episode 100. So in 48 episodes, you guys, 48 weeks from now, we'll get Ryan Barkin. We're over the hill. It's all downhill from here. Exactly. And this one, I'm so glad we didn't do, uh, but I'll be use which is a brief rundown of the this week in wrestling. There's enough podcasts that talk about this week in wrestling, so we're not going to do that. Except for right now, where I'm going to transition into a story that I immediately wanted to talk about as soon as it happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this week's challenger for uh, Cody's TNT championship was none other than Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston has been a favorite wrestler of mine since the day that I saw the guy at like an AEW show. He's not someone who sticks out as far as like the first time I saw uh, a Will Ospreay or like a Zack Sabre Jr. It's just the way he carries himself. The dude loves to talk shit and I love to hear him 
talk shit. Uh, I told the story to several friends throughout the weekend, but I wanted to tell the story on here now because uh, Eddie's someone who I feel like is for a long time is kind of been getting like people just forget. You know, he's been someone who's been around for almost 18 years and people just forget. But this was last year's SummerSlam weekend. I was up in Toronto uh, with Brayden. Happy belated birthday, Brayden. Love you. Uh, with Brayden Harrington of the Up Next podcast, along with Davey Portman. They were doing their show SummerSlam weekend. And I went up there just to hang out with them, go to TakeOver. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was me, Brayden. And uh, our friend Shannon, we went to Sneaky D's, a popular bar over there, bar restaurant. Um, we had their nachos. They're pretty fucking good. If you ever, if the borders ever up, open up again and you go to Canada, go to Sneaky D's and have their nachos. So good. Uh, so we're there. And as we're leaving, uh, I see our friend, our friend Caitlin. She's there with Eddie Kingston, uh, Rosemary, and I believe Brody King as well. Or he might have just left. But they're there as well, and then we're all outside. We're waiting for for our lifts or Ubers, whatever it is that we're taking. And I start to talk to Eddie because Caitlin, you know, she's like, "Oh, hey, you know, Eddie, this is this is Scrump, this is my friend Scrump," and just more sitting down and talking. He's like, "Oh, what are you here for?" I'm like, "That's my Eddie Kingston, by the way." He's <laughs> he's like, "Oh, what are you here for?" Spana. Yeah, he's like, "You're fucking Mark. You're here for the wrestling," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm 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 a Mark. I'm I'm here for the wrestling." He's like, oh, fuck NXT. And I was like, ah, he's like, I'm just kidding. He's like, I got a lot of friends at work there. I'm just busting your balls. Uh, Which I have another Eddie Kingston trying to bust my balls through, but I'll get to that one later. Uh, Long story short, me and Eddie, we started talking. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually here with some of my friends. Uh, They do this podcast up next for post-wrestling. He's like, oh, he's like, I know post-wrestling. Yeah, he's like, John Pollock and Wei Ting, right? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm actually recording with them tomorrow. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And we're just sitting there talking, you know, I'm like, oh, this is kind of what I want to do with the podcast, kind of just going back and forth, making small talk. Uh, Therlift finally gets there, and he's like, all right. He goes, well, hey, man. Hey, man. He goes, it sounds like a fucking cool thing you're trying to do. Fucking do it. You're going to crush it. I know it, man. And then he, like, shakes my hand. I was like, thank you, Eddie Kingston. Uh, He didn't have to do that. He might have just done it because I was Caitlin's friend. Uh, regardless of the reason why he did it, he did it. And that's something that I'm always going to remember. And like seeing him fucking go out there and crush it, seeing the online support of everyone, you know, sign Eddie, sign Eddie, yeah. just not one negative thing about Eddie. Like that was just instantly what I thought of where it's like, man, this guy did not have to be so cool to me. So nice to me, but he was, and I very much appreciated yeah. it. Uh, the second Eddie Kingston story, which Matt Nix actually brought up to me the other day, was uh, when my, Matt Nix and I lived next door. Uh, Eddie and Nick both worked on a show. And from time to time, wrestlers would always crash there with us because, I mean, we had a, a really shitty sofa bed. But wrestlers would crash there from time to time. And uh, this was me and my girlfriend. We were asleep uh, in my room. And Nick tells the story of, you know, him and Eddie, they come into the house via the front. My bedroom was located towards the back. And Eddie's just like, oh, what's up, motherfuckers? He's like, shh, my roommate's asleep. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go fuck with them. He's like, no, 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 don't go fuck with them. He's like, wait, he's not a worker? He's like, no. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry then. No, never mind. He's like, I'm sorry for being loud. Uh, which, in my head, I'm like, that would have been the fucking craziest story of me waking up. Would have been 
Eddie Kingston just like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? Wake up. But yeah, uh, regardless, so so happy for Eddie. Um, yeah, it's they're they're, well, they're it, it's 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 nice seeing like something that fans can like get around and be happy about, especially with like all the sour notes that have been happening with wrestling lately. It seems like uh, Eddie Kingston, and then also, I mean, next week's challenger, Warhorse. Like, it, it's like it's like the internet willed it to happen. <laughs> it just it feels good, you know. It's, and it's nice to have a a breath of fresh air now after all the rotten air. What a weird concept for for a wrestling company to listen to their fans. Yeah, well, and, and listen, a lot of people give Cody flack. And I used to be one of them. I used to give Cody a lot of flack. But, like, what, yeah, what a great idea to use that platform to bring people up. Who would have thought Who would have thought that people would like that, right? You, 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 bring, you bring fan favorites up and give them a little shine. I mean, we got to experience a little bit of that with, uh, you know, front of the show, Matt Nix. You know, he got the rub, and they saw, like, wow, there's really a market for something like this. So... Uh, pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's fun. when wrestling's good, it's good, and when it's yeah. bad, it's likely because Rey Mysterio is getting his eye torn out, or oh. there's some sort of yeah, but, swamp fight. Now, here, here's the thing, too. You you exist in your daily life where most people know the haps, but for me, I've had so many friends say. Do you know about Rey Mysterio? Is he okay? I was like, how do you believe that shit? I was like, no, that, that really didn't happen. Like, I don't know. I saw footage. I saw him holding his eye. I was like, I was like, but think about it. He was pushing his eye in. How did it pop out? I'm like, oh, yeah, I did think that was a little weird. <laughs> a lot of people are like, do you know what happened to Rey Mysterio? I was like, oh my god. So I don't know. Maybe it worked. I don't. I mean. It- Possibly. Uh, all I know is that on the heels of last week's show, which we recorded uh, last week's intro outro before that, uh, the only good thing to come out of that show was one, the, the stakes that uh, one uh, Dave Lasso made for us, and two, uh, there is a penultimate chapter of this couch saga uh, because, yes, David, I've got my couch. I know what oh, you're. Oh man! I, I know what you're thinking. Nope, it wasn't any one that I ordered. Uh, friend of the show, Dave Lasso, as I mentioned, uh, Dave from Boogie Dogs. He, they're they're moving him and his family. They're they're moving over to Seattle, and we're we're there at the house, and I'm sitting on his couch and super comfy. And I'm like, man, this is a nice couch. You know, it's not too big. Looks exactly what I want. Uh, nice color. So I'm like, hey, Dave, uh, where'd you get this couch? He's like, well, I'm like, yeah, your couch. I was like, I'm, I'm actually in the market looking for a couch, and that one looks pretty, pretty cool. He goes, take it, it's yours. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah go ahead, take it, it's yours. I'm like, right, it's fine. I'm like, you don't have to give me your couch. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, we're not, we can't take any of this stuff with us. So it's yours. If you want it, take it. Hey. Uh, so Tuesday, Matt Nix and I are renting a U-Haul and uh, bringing it over here because we were going to use the, uh, Dolly. The, the app Dolly, but they wanted to yeah. charge me like $150. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Are there any yeah. circumstances am I paying that much? 
because it'll cost like me and Nick like 60 bucks to just rent a truck and do it ourselves. So that is what we will be doing. Uh, really quickly before we get to this week's episode, uh, I wanted to quickly tell uh, my DMV story I mentioned to you. Uh, yes. My, so my driver's license expired last year. So for the last year, I've been driving around with an expired license and uh, totally not good. If you're if you're listening to this and your driver's license is expired, uh, go get it renewed. Uh, so I, I had to go to the DMV this weekend. It all in all, it took about like two hours because since it expired and it wasn't just like lost or something, uh, I had to retake my vision, written and driving test. <sighs> How was it? Honestly, not that bad. It's just having to keep waiting in lines for this like the vision test i surprisingly ace like he was like read the smallest letter of text that you can and the smallest like the last row at the bottom i could read perfectly so he's like all right cool you did good and i go over the written portion and that one was the one that i was just like sweating because it was 30 it was like 32 answers you could only get four wrong before you just automatically fail and your boy got four wrong. And so I'm fucking sweating it. And it, it, what pissed me off the most was the only reason they were wrong is because I didn't read, like I didn't uh, read how to, an- it was a touch screen and I kept pressing the wrong thing and then just immediately hitting okay instead of pressing it. And then when the menu says, are you sure? Hit no. So I kept messing it up like that. And I was just like, oh, great. I'm like, I'm, I'm fuck. I'm fucking myself. So I, I, I do that. I, I get all of them right. Awesome. So I go out there for my driving test and it's so weird. Like I, I had flashbacks to when I first took it and I'm like, am I driving too slow? Am I driving too fast? Like, uh, but the lady was super cool. I, I did everything good. Uh, we get back to the, she's like, Oh, park over here. She's like, okay, awesome. Um, you pass. She's like, I'm going to go get your paperwork. Just go ahead and wait here. I'm like, sweet fucking passed hell yeah getting my big boy driver's license uh while this is going on i look over to my right and another car just pulled into either like the little area where when you're done with the tests and the uh, driver walks out goes back over to the station and you see this like 16 year old kid walk out of the car and he starts fucking losing it he's just kicking his car hitting the 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 roof of the car and his dad like comes over and is like what's wrong and like oh you know and he's just like i failed (sighs) he's just like screaming at the top of his lungs and (sighs) i was like i listen buddy i get it i you know he had he couldn't have been any more than like 16 years old and like with the crushing weight of the world i'm sure the one thing he thought that was gonna happen for sure was he was gonna get that driver's license but Based on his reaction, he was either he either has a very funny way of showing uh, his excitement. <laughs> excitement for having passed the test, or your boy fucking failed that test. I didn't stick around long enough to find out, but uh, that, that image has been replaying in my head. Where I'm just like, oh, bud, like well, I I personally I had a really hard time getting my license. Like I didn't get my license till I was like the the end half of eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, only because like when I was young, you know, I, I didn't have a really good relationship with my mom and dad. And so like, they never 
practice driving with me. And then I graduated when I was like 17. And then really all my friends, I just got used to my friends chauffeuring me around. And then when I got together with Annie, she's like, you really should start like trying to get a driver's license. And so uh, comically, like, like three or four different times we went to the DMV, waited, uh, got to the driving portion and something was wrong with the car. The blinker didn't work. One of the rear, you know, one of the rear lights was out. Um, finally I got to the test. Everything was right mechanically with the car. Uh, the instructor gets in, I get in buckle myself. We're checking the mirrors. And she says, could you please remove the $20 bill out of the visor? <laughs> So like in the visor, there was like a $20 bill poke or no, I think it was like a 50 poking out Oh. and Annie had left it there. And I was like, Oh, oh. and I, I was like, what's the problem? And then I was like, Oh, she thinks I'm sending a signal. So I take it. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you don't think I was trying to bribe you or anything. And she's like, please don't say anything like that. Just let's finish this test. And I did perfectly. And she failed me. Wow. <laughs> and, oh. and I got home and I was like, "What the? F- Who leaves a fifty-dollar pill in the visor?" She's like, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm one hundred percent sure that's why she failed me." Just in case I was with like NBC News and I was trying to do an expose or something. <laughs> oh my god, that has to be the worst case scenario because like I know Annie, yeah. so I I'm pretty sure she didn't purposely try to sabotage you. No, no, no. You know, I think she got it, just set it up there, like, and probably forgot to put it back in her purse. But then. My stupid ass, I was like, I hope you don't think I'm trying to bribe you. <laughs> and then she's like, and she's like, please don't say anything like that. Let's just, <laughs> and I was like, I'm sitting there like, oh no, no. So like I did an extra perfect driving test and she just failed me. So I was like, ah. so I had to go back for like a fourth time. It was the worst, but Jesus. Ugh. Yeah. Even to this day, I don't like driving because of it. <laughs> well, uh, someone who does enjoy driving, uh, is one half of this week's uh, yes. show. Uh, this week we had the privilege of talking with Gail and Rick and Gail and Ricky Barkin. I was about to say Rick, but man's name is Ricky. Uh, yeah, we had the pleasure of talking to them the other day. I was super excited about it. Rick was a little uh, quieter than I thought he would be, um, but in talking with uh, with Sean Barkin, he informed me he's like, "Well, he's like, listen, man, he's like, my mom, you know, when." When she gets talking, she she loves to talk. So, uh, really fun. It's a little longer than most episodes. I I'll probably trim trim some stuff here and there. There's, I think, two things that I have to go in and edit out per Ryan. Uh, but it's it's a really fun episode. You know, hearing Gail and Rick's uh, origin story. Gail inadvertently tells the story of the first custom T-shirt Ryan ever made. Uh, yeah, which is which is really fun. Right. Uh, and yeah, listen, we've been talking enough. Let's just go ahead and get into this week's episode with Gail and Ricky Barkin. So David, I don't know about yourself, but the first time I met these two wonderful people that we're joined with today was probably my first day of work. I remember I was, I was to be trained by their daughter, actually, Kelly, and her training consisted of this is this, that's that. Uh, Brittany over here will show you the rest. <laughs> so Brittany actually trained me. Brittany no longer works with us, but she kind of trained me. And I was introduced to Gail first. She's, she's HR, so you know she showed me how to clock in and out. Uh, random questions here and there. 
And at about some point mid midday, uh, this man walks in, and I'm like, oh, he, that might be Ryan's. He walks right up to me, goes, hey, what's up? I'm uh, Ryan's older brother, Rick. I was like, oh, okay. Hi, Rick. How's it going? And probably for like that whole first week, I thought he was Ryan's older brother uh, until Vinny was just like, yeah, Ryan's dad, Rick. I was like, no. Oh, fuck me uh so yeah i was in the impression that he was ryan's older brother for like a while and i was just like man i'm like he looks good you know for, for being ryan's older brother what about you what was your first experiences uh, with either of them i think i met gail first when i came in and i think she showed me where my office was which is rick's office now and so i sat in there and i think I'm, it was right next door to you and i at those first couple weeks, I didn't have a lot of interactions with a lot of people because I was kind of stuck in the office and like people would come by and kind of peek in. And I think that might have been the case with you. you you're like, hey, what's up? And then that's about it. And then um, like I didn't realize you were Ryan's mom. I didn't realize you were Ryan's dad until like I heard people talk about him. So. Really? Even like it's, you, you see Rick and he just he looks like Ryan's older brother. That is true. So even then yeah. you didn't realize that. No, I didn't want to assume. Okay. So, but uh, no, and now I'm out of the office. Now it's his and. You really decorated the place. Yeah, in some of the earlier episodes that we had to do uh, when we didn't have this big fancy office, we'd have to do in Rick's office. (laughs) And uh, if any of you have been to the shop and you see his office, uh, there used to be walls somewhere. It's it's covered with tchotchkes and photos of his grandchildren. But ladies and gentlemen, with us today we have Gail and Ricky Barkin. Gail, Rick, how are you guys doing? We're doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm doing very good too. I'd like to say thank you very much for the invite. Well, I, I think we gotta we gotta thank your son, one of, one of your sons, not Ryan, uh, but Nick. He was the one who, uh, you Nick know, he, or Sean. Oh yeah, you're right. Nick doesn't listen. Sean actually yeah. was the one who who showed you guys the podcast, and uh, it was. So I'm I'm gonna just tell I'm gonna tell my version of what like made me want to get you guys on the podcast because okay. you came up to me or no. Rick, you told me, you were like, oh, yeah, you know, we heard the podcast, we heard the bit, because me and Dave talked about, and we'll get into it in a bit, uh, about your name was Ricky. It with was, an I. It was Ricky with an I, and then you change it to Rick, but you tell us that story, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast, and Gail comes up to me, she's like, I heard that story, it was so funny, and then at some point, I was like, I, I ask you, how, how'd you meet Rick. And then you tell me your version of how you met Rick. Rick tells me his version. I go over to Dave, and I'm like, dude, you got to hear this story. And I, I, I tell him the whole story, and we're just sitting there, and I'm like, we should get them on the podcast. For sure, yeah. For sure. And then I like I bounce it back. I, like, I'm just like, hey, Rick, you, you want to be on the podcast? And you're just like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, yeah, would you want to be on the podcast? And the same thing. You were just like, yeah, sure. And then I, I like tell Ryan, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm going to have your parents on the podcast. And he's just like... Please make sure my dad doesn't say anything, <laughs> anything bad. Uh, but why don't why don't we just start with that, Rick? How how did you meet Gail, your your wonderful wife, Gail? I worked in a gas station in Wilmette, Lake and Skokie Boulevard, and I was uh, you know the gas pumper. You know, we got it gives gas, checks the oil, cleans the windows, all that stuff. Uh. I would come in for gas. It'll uh, take him forever. No, it won't. I got it covered. I got it covered. Please, I got it covered. (laughs) So this girl comes in 
you know, she's 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 cute, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? At this point, I'm pretty desperate. I got, I need to oh. find somebody. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I got, go ahead. so anyway, give gas, check the oil, whatever, this and that. She keeps coming in. Then one it's day, on my way to work. It wasn't yeah. to see him. It was convenient at first. I see her pass by all the time. So then I had a. Uh, Friend, a friend of mine, he was a police officer in Wilmette. His name's Terry. Mm-hmm. And I asked Terry to, uh, if I give you a plate number, can you trace it? <laughs> he says, what for? I said, I saw this really cute girl, and I just want to find, you know, I'd like to, you know, go out with her or something. He gets me all the information. You know, name, address, social security number, height, weight, you know it. Social everything. security number? I mean, I had everything. You should have just committed, uh, you should have stolen her identity at that point. Ew. No, I don't want to do that. No. Uh, anyway, so uh, I had her phone number. I called her up, and uh, her brother, Warren, answered. And I said, hi, uh, is Gail home? Uh, no, she's not home. I said, I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, does, does, uh, does, she, uh, does she have a boyfriend? And he says, yeah. And he says, oh, shit. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thanks. And that was that. And that was in March of uh, 1980, I think it was. And then uh, she kept finish. she kept coming in for gas. And then in July. Uh, in July. You called again. I called again. Okay, but this is my part. Okay, go ahead. I'll okay. let you have it. He the- says, he goes... Is Gail there? I'm like, it is. Who is this? He says, well, I uh, have seen you and I work, you know, I, I've seen you around and I work at a gas station and I'm like, Ooh, my, da- my dad, when he was alive, was, he just loved to just m- make me crazy. So I thought it was my dad on the other line calling and making a joke and i he goes well what do i look like if you know and i said well you're fat you're bald and it turned out he ended up (laughs) fat and bald but he wasn't fat and bald and he's like i don't think you really know who it is so i said hold on i run upstairs i hear the shower i go dad and he's like yeah and i'm like oh shit i run back downstairs and i'm like now who is this I thought it was like a stalk. I mean, he is a stalker. And anyway, we decided to go out on July 13th, 40 years ago. And we, uh, it was a little creepy at last first. Mo- last Monday, 40 years ago. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. But when he, when he picked me up, he was very nice. We went out for dinner. And then we played miniature golf. And then we were... Wait, don't you want to say what you ate? And fries and a cigarette. I mean, I didn't eat the cigarette, but I still only eat fries and, uh, and cigarettes. And then it was that was it. And then we started to date. And then I don't know. We were driving down Golf Road, and four months later, and he's like, "Hey, you want to get married one day?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll, I, one day I want to get married." And then four months after, he's like, "Hey, don't you think it's time to tell your parents that we're getting married?" I'm like, "I didn't know we were." Yeah, remember. I asked you to marry me while we were on, you know, on Golf Road or whatever. No, it was on Dempster. Yeah, whatever. Dempster in Harlem. And I was like, okay. And then a year later, we had Ryan. So, Rick, 
your your way of asking this this woman that you've 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 seen her every day for the past I don't know year or so. You finally get a date with her. Things are going good. Your way of proposing to her was as you're driving down uh, Dempster Road is just to say, "Hey, do you want to get married one day?" Yeah. It's, I like and, it. And when she said yes, you were like, "Got her." But if I were to do it over again, I'd do it different. You know. How'd you do? It? How would you do it this time? Uh, you know, I give her a ring. Give her a ring. Ask her father because that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. now. And uh, I actually did not give her a ring. She wasn't into jewelry but that's that's a lie yeah i'm like I, I see now she's that's in, a lie he just didn't give me a ring i didn't know better i was just a 23 yeah i was 23 i didn't know any we better. got married when we were 22 and 20 no 20 yeah 2 and 24 no that's when we had ryan so we were really young mm-hmm. so now you have a daughter of your own uh she tells you mom i met this guy no fucking way i said to my mother really you you allowed me to go out with somebody who traced my license plate works in a gas station and you just let me go off with them she's like yeah do you like them i'm like well yeah it worked out yeah if kelly did it she'd be dead well i mean it's yeah that, that would be i mean dave you've also got a daughter she yeah. tells you there's gas station attendant. <laughs> uh, Even now, she'll be on PlayStation. I'm like, who are you on PlayStation with? How old is this gentleman? Like, and I'll, I'll get on the mic just to hear what he sounds like. But uh, he's like, hi, Mister Stegan. I'm playing. What are your intentions? Yeah. He's like, why? He's like, I just want to play video games with your daughter. Uh, so you mentioned uh, about a year after this, Ryan comes along. Now, Ryan is the oldest of the four that you guys have. Correct. All right. Uh, Ryan will be the, the main character, I guess, in, in this story of, of this interview. Um, what Ryan, I mean, as far as Dave and I have known him, there's never, a, there's never a moment that he doesn't have an idea for some sort of business, some sort of uh, product. Way, product, some sort of way, yeah. some, some idea to make money. All right. What is the reaction that both of you guys have when Ryan says, Mom, Dad, I'm going to start a t-shirt business? Well, it wasn't his first business. There were a few that he I mean, started there, before. There was a few that he started before. <laughs> but when he said that, we were like, okay. I mean, he went to school for... Now, it's, it's hold on. I've actually... Uh, we mentioned we, we had some emails from some people okay. uh, as you know different questions. One of the questions is actually from uh, Damon from Buffalo Grove. Uh, he wants to know what what college did Ryan graduate from and what was his major? Oh well, he started out in Iowa for one year, and then he went to the uh, <laughs> he went Florida, to Florida. the Institute of uh, of does arts and design <laughs> it's pretty close in Orlando and his major was graphic design I don't really know what he went to school International for. Academy of Design and his major was web design but yeah, I mean it was pretty close yeah, pretty right? close yeah and pretty close for a mom who doesn't know what her kid went to school for <laughs> yeah I mean it's so like it's that's but it's been about 10 years now since one hour teases has been a thing I think 20 12 12 ish yeah. okay at that point do you figure because a lot of people might not know you and sean were 
early employees. We, yes, I did. I printed. Mm-hmm. I unboxed. I did everything that everybody's doing, plus calling on the phone to get people. And it was me and Sean, and it was uh, very difficult in the office. We had a very small office on Clybourne, and Ryan and I were just learning how to be not mom and son, but co-workers co-workers and i'm always right (laughs) and so was ryan and so that didn't work out well there were a couple holes he kicked through the wall uh the wall because of me it was difficult in those times but then we ended up getting uh frank and then karima and maggie and and but we still fought. It was still, but I always knew he was going to just. Mm. I mean, that's got to be a weird dynamic. Like, I mean, you guys just fought like the other day. It was like Friday, you know, and it is a weird, like I find, I find myself with, with both of you guys. It's Ryan's, Ryan's in either two moods. He's either yeah. in a good mood it, or it, bad mood. Well, it's either, can you go, can you tell my mom or dad this or where the fuck are Gail or Rick? You know, it's it's one of those two moods. It's usually, Correct. you know, you can tell which mood he is. Whether again, whether he's like, oh, where's mom and dad, or where the fuck are Gail and Rick. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that it's pretty interesting because I guess for us, I mean, I've never had to work with my mother, and like you mentioned, both you guys have such, uh, you guys are both personalities. What we what we tried to figure out because growing up, I was the disciplinarian. I was strict to a point, mm-hmm. uh, and I demanded respect. It's very difficult to come in and then have to respect your son. I mean, I always respected him, but in a different way. So it, we decided that you're gonna. He could call me mom everywhere, but in the office he can call me Gail, and. That works for a while, but then I think he got too comfortable with the word Gale. So, yeah, it's difficult working with Ryan. What about you, Rick? At what point do you start, like, coming in more frequently and just sticking around? Because, again, even when I first started, like, now you work there with us. I just showed up one day, and you, you just started packing up orders. And, like, there wasn't ever, like, an official, like, oh, I guess Rick works here now. But... What's it like for you when, you know, your wife and your son are now working, their partners, your, your son, your other son is there as well. At what point do you come in and just like, all right, I guess now I'm getting involved with this too. Well, I wanted to work for Ryan doing anything. It didn't matter what I did. I just wanted to be there. Uh, and at this point, with everything going on, we know the COVID, I... Uh, wanted to work for Ryan and he kept saying no of course he figured I would that's not what he said no fucking way is dad ever gonna work here so anyway I heard that (laughs) I heard that he said that I wouldn't last an hour well it's been six it's almost we're going one out of six weeks and I am the shipper one of them one of the Many, whatever you want to say. 
and uh, I'm pretty happy. It's it's fine. I just want to be involved. Well, I think uh, that's the, that's the thing with you is that like if anyone's ever been, especially when we have like one of these big wrestling weekends, uh, or you just go to one of the wrestling shows, you're always there. Like a lot of people, for especially from like the VIP group, they know you just because I mean you're you're in there, you're interactive, you talk with all them. But also, you're just you're always there. You're at the shop. You're real friendly with everyone. You talk to people, and it's it's it makes me like smile because again, Ryan, not he's not the most emotional person. We had a Uline rep once say he was like very robotic, and I'm just like, yeah, like to a point, you know, like he he very much is an emotional person. He he shows it, but like not when you're just some fucking Uline rep. Yeah, you gotta get past that level. Exactly. But the one thing, it's like, it always comes across like how proud you are. Like, again, if you go into your office, there's pictures of, of your grandkids, of your kids, and there's like one specific picture. I, like, I remember it was the day the, the retail store opened. It's you and Ryan in front, and you know, you have your arm around Ryan. And I guess that kind of leads me to the next story. It's, it happens a lot at wrestling shows. I'm not sure how how much you remember of it. The first time I remember it happening was uh, all in, in at the Sears Center, the first show, where we we're all sitting there, and your son Nick, Nick Barkin, he leans over to Ryan and goes, "Big brother, I'm so proud of you. None of this would happen without you." And Ryan just, cool, thanks. And I just I look over and I see you. And it's almost like you're like your papa and you're taking your spinach and then you're just like, yeah, well, it wasn't fucking me. None of this would happen because, you know, Ryan came for me. So technically this and then, like I see Nick like he like he's doing it on purpose. You know, it's almost, you up. Exactly, it's almost like when you call Marty McFly like chicken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah, of course. If, if it wasn't. Well, you know, of course, with Gail, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for me, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here. You know, because there'd be no Ryan. You know, and that's how it is, you know. And Gail had a small part in that, too. Yeah, Gail had a small, oh, uh, yeah. just, just a small, small tiny part. part. Just a small part. So I guess, you know, I mean, aside from talking to, you know, the siblings, uh, you two guys are, are the next people to, to talk to. What is Ryan like as a kid? Because, I mean, again, we know him now as a almost 40-year-old man, but what's Ryan like as a kid? At what point does, like, wrestling even come into his life? I don't think wrestling came into his life. They just, WWE was was on. Him and Sean, I thought they were fighting. So all I did, most of them growing up, was screaming, yelling, stop fighting, stop fighting. And then later in life, I said to them, why did you always fight? And they're like, we weren't fighting, we were wrestling. And I'm like, well, if you would have told me that, I wouldn't have yelled. But it was more, it wasn't, it was really nick who enjoyed wrestling the most mm-hmm. i think to this day he's probably the one of the three that enjoys it the most yeah, yeah. But, but ryan i mean i don't think he meant to like wrestling wasn't like his favorite thing in the whole world having parties were ryan's thing having going out partying that was ryan's thing yeah but i took them to wrestling a lot Mm-hmm. You know, what's the first wrestling. time you? When's the first time you remember taking them to wrestling? I want to say that we went to Rosemont. I think. 
you know, The Undertaker, Ric Flair, you know, all the old guys. Mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page. And were you were you, you know. like a wrestling fan at all, or was it? I loved or, it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was great. I mean, it's you know. And all I kept saying is fake. <laughs> it's fake, guys. Get over it. It's fake, and they would get really mad at me. Now I don't. I know it's not fake. It's a nice show. Mm-hmm. It's a show. It's an exhibition. Yeah. Yes, but, but Ryan was. Let's see. I knew Ryan was going to be. Something when he was like first year in preschool, they we they just came out with like Apple computers, and I get a phone call from the teacher, and she says uh, it's been a week and we have an issue with Ryan and I'm he's like two and a half like what kind of issue what's he shitting in his pants what, <laughs> and they're like, well there's ten kids and they line up. To use the computer and they have to match and Ryan does his and he has to go to the back of the line and if some one of the students uh, is taking too long he runs up there shows him what, how to do it and runs back in line so he can get his thing and we need the kids to do their own work we don't want Ryan doing it for them but I said to Ryan Ryan you can't do that yeah, well, I want my turn, and if these kids are so stupid, and he's two and a half, and I'm like, stupid. <laughs> so I think we knew, like, right away that he was going to be just something. I mean, he also, he looked like a girl. Uh, <laughs> one of his sons, Lincoln, always had long hair, so mm-hmm. did Ryan. And we were young parents, and very open, and people would say, oh, you're such a pretty girl. And Ryan would be like, uh, oh. And then he said to us one day, why does everybody think I'm a girl? And I'm like, because of your hair. But you can always, and I was joking. And I said, you can always just answer back saying, I'm not a girl. I have a penis. So <laughs> we were in a hot dog place. And we're having, of course, dinner, whatever. And a couple comes in. And I don't know, I'm only 24. And they go, oh, you're such a cute girl. And out of his mouth goes, I am not a girl. I have a penis. And I was like, I was choking on. And I'm like, Ryan, I didn't really mean for you to say that. He's like, but I do. So, yeah, from two on, we knew. And then it just got worse. How about the uh, dump he took? Go ahead. Oh yeah. So I had, originally I had my office in the house. He was older, much he, older. He was older. I, what do you 18, think he was? 19? Was he that? That yeah. I can't remember how old he was. You know, it seemed like yesterday that he was just born or whatever. But anyway, he was telling people he has a penis at the yeah. hot dog store during dinner. Yeah, but you know, he said to me, uh, he says, I, "I, I got, I gotta take a shit." I said, "Okay." He says, "I'll shit on your floor." And you dared him. I said, I dare you to sh- I dare you to take a shit on my floor. He dropped his pants right there in my office, dug a shit on my floor, right on my floor. And what what is your reaction? Because again, you you're, you're probably calling his bluff, you know. I um, was actually, I was pissed, and he was laughing. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We made him clean it up. You know, I don't remember who cleaned it up. I think he probably did. 
That's one. Of, yeah. yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah, he was uh, whatever. I mean, if he's taking the shit on the fly, I would imagine he would, you know, after the haha, all right, it's done with, he'd probably have the clean common. It up. Yeah, yeah, clean, clean yeah. it up, have the common courtesy to clean yeah. it up. You know. uh, <laughs> it wasn't a carpeted floor, was it? Oh, no. It was oh. a, uh, like, cheap vinyl floor, you know. So it was yeah, okay. But Ryan was good, too. Like, uh, Kelly was, when she was 15, 16, 15, 16. She and was, Kelly is your youngest. Yes, and Ryan's only sister. And she was dating a drug dealer. And uh, when she finally tried to break off with him, he threatened, he would threaten her, and he threatened to slit her throat. And Ryan and his... Uh, crew mm-hmm. that includes Frank uh, and others uh, they surrounded his block he lived uh, I don't think it was a cul-de-sac but there were cars on one end there were cars on the other and he could not get past his driveway because Ryan Ryan can't fight for shit so he has to have he has these friends that are massive and tall and they surround Ryan, and then Ryan looks tough, but he's really not tough. So you mentioned Ryan and fighting, which leads me to my next question. Uh, this one comes from uh, Lincoln from uh, Chicago, Illinois. He, he says, Rick, rank your kids, uh, which one of them you can fight, you know, who you could take in a fight, uh, but also keep in mind that Ryan employs you. So mm. who who could you f- take in a fight? I could probably take all of them. Take all of them. But rank rank them yeah. in Not skill. Nick. Uh, Nick is uh, probably probably Ryan's probably the weakest. Okay. Uh, so you could beat him. Yeah, I just put him the in quickest. A I've done it before. I put him in a headlock, you know. Okay. Uh, but probably Nick's the craziest. Uh, Sean. Nah, Sean, not really. And we won't even obviously include Kelly in that. But Kelly uh, could sh- uh, beat the shit out of all of them. Yeah. She's the toughest one. No joke. Yeah. She really is. I mean, well, we've had. Including a, her dad. Well, of course, we've had episodes <laughs> where we got into stuff. You know, I got a salt shaker thrown at my head. Uh, but trying, Ryan, you know. He was, he was really known for his. Uh, Bark and Palooza's. Yeah. Well, before before we, we we get to Bark and Palooza, I guess I'll just get to my last question. Since we're we're on the topic of violence and fighting, uh, this last question was sent in uh, Emery, also from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, he wants me to ask you. Uh, he wants he wants me to ask if you could tell the story about smacking a kid in Hawaii. Oh, oh, well, that was a joy. Okay, so yeah. Uh, we were in Hawaii, and uh, was it Kona? Yes, it was Kona. And uh, Ryan was in the water, and some guy was some kid was picking on him, you know. So I go over there and ask kid what his problem is, and you know, I gets a little mouthy with you. Yeah, so I smacked the kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next thing I know, he's got guy's got his whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God they were leaving that day. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, security was called. Security was called. They took us underground of the underground of the hotel to protect us. And those people left. 
but uh, yeah, they were picking on Ryan, and uh, or the kid was picking on Ryan. Uh, was the kid asking, "How are you, such a beautiful girl? Where's your bikini top?" <laughs> well, and he's like, "I have a penis." And then I'm <laughs> trying to think what year that was. That was nine. No, that was. Uh, I don't know. He just. Anywhere we went, whether it was a cruise or whatever, there was some kind of issue. There, always. there was always something because with them. of the Barkin boys, and I would assume Ryan was the leader because he's the oldest. Now you, you mentioned cruises. You uh, you've told me on several occasions whenever we speak about cruises because we often go on the Jericho cruise. You've told me a fun story as it pertained pertains to your parents and Ryan, who would uh, room with them when they were oh. on cruises. Uh, we went on a we went on a cruise and we took my parents and it was a family cruise and my brother and his family and we decided that we'll stay with Nick and Kelly and Ryan and Sean can uh, share the cabin with my parents and Ryan told my dad and my mom that if there was a uh, sock. Uh, tied to the handle, don't come in because he's having sex. <laughs> and how old is Ryan at this point? I don't know, like maybe 16, 17. And my father was like, oh, really? Well, if there's a T-shirt hanging, that means Grandma and I are having sex, okay? <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah, cruises... <laughs> the bottles that they'd fill and bring on the boat looked like water. It was not. It was vodka. So they didn't have to pay for the booze. Uh, yeah, Ryan was something else. Uh, I guess we should just talk about it now then. You guys mentioned Barkinpalooza. Um well, for for those for those un- who haven't listened to past episodes, you know, with, with people like Frank or Julia, uh, what is what is Barkinpalooza? I don't really know because every time they held it, I made sure I was away because mm-hmm. I was the owner of the home. But there was probably, I say, hundreds lying down my street to get my backyard. Yeah. But Rick was always there, so why don't you just ask Rick about Barkin Barkin Palooza's? Yeah, we uh, at Barkin Palooza. Ryan put a blast out, invited everybody. I mean, people came from everywhere. And uh, they paid to get in, of course. That was fun. Uh, we checked nice. IDs at the door, you know. Nice. Yeah, we had uh, a lot of different things going on. We had an ice sculpture. Mm-hmm. Ryan got an ice sculpture of a uh, of a, a woman, and uh, the uh, we would pour alcohol from the top of her head, and the alcohol <laughs> go down behind between her boobs. And then guys or girls or whatever would catch it down between her legs, you know? So and this was, is your, what, 16, 17-year-old? No, now he's 21. He's 21 at this uh-huh. point. Okay. Yeah. So, you're, you're, so we've had, I think, what we, I think I've had like three Bark and Palooza, maybe four. But it was, it wasn't just all Bark and Palooza's. It was every single night in the summer, him and all his friends in the backyard, to the point where the police were our best friends. They were constantly, we, anytime we, Ryan had more than 10 people, because some of those friends had such loud voices, 
and that was not Frank. It mm-hmm. was probably Adam, his brother. And uh, <laughs> because that's the thing too, like you mentioned, his friends. Like some of you might think, oh, maybe it's like two or three friends. No, it it's the whole lot of them. You know, right? Like there was Yakir, never just Froman, two or three. There was, Jello. There was twenty, twenties at least. I mean, even the people that worked for Ryan, some some of them I have known since they're eight years old. I mean, Ryan's group of friends he has had since he is in third grade. I mean, they're the same people. They just grew up. But there were times where I still had to work during the summer, and Ryan and his friends are all in the backyard, and they're talking away, they're talking away, and really they're not doing anything, but it carries the bedroom. And now it's like one in the morning, and I'm screaming out my window, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, okay? And I'd say, okay, Rick, go down there and tell him I need to sleep. And an hour later, where's Rick? Okay, and they're still talking. I'd go down there, I'd open up the sliding door, and I'd be like, get the fuck out. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we better leave now. She got out of bed. And uh, there they went. They would leave. Next night, it'd start all over again. But I always made sure that when the Bark and Paloozas because they would, the police would be called. So what Ryan would do is he would make up letters and put them in everybody, all the neighbors' uh, mailboxes and say, look, I'm having a party. You're invited. Please don't call the police. But the police would come, I guess, and they'd say, where's the owner of the home? And then Rick would say, I'm not the owner of the home. She's not here. And well, Ryan was it, legal. Ryan yeah. was 21, so it's not oh, like they yeah. could do anything. But... For sure, I didn't want to be there. I was gone. So how badly do the neighbors hate hate you guys? They all hated us. Because <laughs> I mean, us. again, it's from One us. To ten, <laughs> ten plus. Ten plus, yeah. Because yeah. of Ryan's friends' cars, Ryan's music, the loud music in his car. I mean, so loud that. You could hear him three blocks away. People would say, oh, Ryan's coming. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Ryan and his music. Uh, <laughs> I think we'd, I think, you know, we'd all be kicking ourselves if we didn't mention his music career. Uh, Rick, can you talk a little bit about Ryan uh, or maybe Kid Cash? Ryan uh, started uh, rapping. And I'll say that he was absolutely fantastic. I mean, he's got some great CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them. So Everybody great. has them. They're not great. But uh, some good songs. He recruited his three-year-old sister to swear yeah. on oh. his... Oh, yeah. She said... Wait, should we say what she, what she said? Go ahead. I'm not saying it. You say well, it. Kelly go. Kelly was probably, what, three? Probably, or four or five, maybe. Kelly's like, listen up, all you... Trying to think what she said now. Listen all listen up, all you motherfuckers. This is Kid Cash. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. I can't remember exactly the words, but it went something like that. And how Oh no, I got it. Listen up, all you bitch ass motherfuckers. Here's Kid Cash. And you know. And she'd sing with him. And uh what's his name? Uh Sean uh Weintraub. Sean Sean Weintraub would sing with him. 
They would perform at Stevenson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. And they'd get the biggest audiences. He was very well known as Kid Cash. And I was very well known also as Ryan's mom. Mm -hmm. There was no, I don't think anybody knew my name at all, ever. You were just Ryan's mom. I'm Ryan's mom. And then I was Sean's mom. Oh, and now you're, oh, you're Nick's mom. Oh my God, there's another Barton coming into Stevenson. You know, it was like that. One of Ryan's friends stole the keys to the whole Stevenson High School and gave them to Ryan. Mm -hmm. So that was another incident. Well, how, what is it like? Because, I mean, again, from knowing Sean and Nick, is how, how different were they? Was it more so they're just following in their big brother's steps and just doing what he does? Or were they also uh, little troublemakers in their own? Little naughty boys. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, Nick was never in trouble, ever. No, he really wasn't. I no. think <laughs> he really wasn't. Sean? Ryan and Sean were the worst. Uh, I got, let's see, I don't know, Ryan just turned 18, and I get a phone call. It's 2 in the morning. Is this Mrs. Barkin? Yes, it is. This is the Lincolnshire Police. We have your son Ryan here. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, yes, uh, we have him here. What time is it? It's like Two in the morning. Can you keep him? No, we don't want him. I said, we don't want him. <laughs> well, he really doesn't. He, he'd rather his dad just come get him. He said that, uh, wait till you see the look on my mom's face. You'll be scared too. I'm more scared <laughs> of her than I am here. Don't let me leave. And we got up. We went and got him. And he looks at the police officer and says, see? <laughs> and I was like, get home. So we go to court. I don't bring an attorney. It's just me, Rick, and Ryan. And the judge looks at him and says, never saw you here. Ryan says, yes, sir. He says, look at your, look at your mother. So he looks at me. Now look at your father. Looks at, did you have a, do you have a good life? Yeah. You planning on going to college? Yes. So why would you do this to your parents? I was stupid. All right, I'm just gonna give you, you have to do a class and I'm gonna give you three months probation. Now, I'm standing there going three months, it's November, wait a minute, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Uh, Judge, excuse me, can you give him nine months probation? why would you want nine months? That'll get him right to August, right to college. So he has to be good the rest of the year. The judge was like, you're the only parent that ever asked for more probation. I said, please. Ryan was like, oh, my God. I mean, he was so <laughs> mad. He got nine months probation. Who saved my year. I, I got arrested once myself and was on probation. It was two months. And it drove me insane. <laughs> so the fact that he had to endure nine months, especially yeah. when his mother was the one who was like, yeah, just go ahead and give him nine. Yeah. God. Yeah. It, was tor- it was torture to him mm-hmm. to get back at everything he did to us. Sean, Sean did dumb things. Uh, set fire. Him and uh, Rafe, who used to work here also, mm-hmm. uh, didn't like Rafe's neighbor. So they, they at eight or nine, they set 
fire to the bushes. Uh, they threw eggs. They stole sushi from stores. Uh, now, do you think it's more so... Because you mentioned that Nick never really did anything. He's the middle child. No, Nick is really the last of the three boys. Sean's the middle child. Sean's the middle one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because Kelly's the girl. So if you take the three boys, Mm -hmm. Sean's the middle child. Uh, Ryan really never... They were... Ryan and Nick were six years apart. So Mm -hmm. there wasn't that much. It was Sean and Nick. They were... It was horrible. Well, I think another thing you might have to like factor in because well, you only have the one sibling, but like with me and my sister, it kind of sounds like Ryan and Sean where, you know, we'd get up to no good. And by the time like my brother came along, it was just like my parents were just like, let him get away with murder because at that point. No, that was Kelly. So that was Kelly. Kelly yeah, was the one we getting away like, with murder. Even though she was a girl, it was like you couldn't, first of all, you couldn't stop her. I mean, you could never could you stop her. And. We just were like, you know what, after, just let her do whatever she wants. She'll make it. I mean, if Ryan made it through, you know, (laughs) she'll make it through. And, I mean, he was, he was a good kid, though. Like, I did, junior high, I'm working. I get a phone call. Oh, we need to see you at the, uh, at the junior high office. I walk in, and Ryan has a friend, Eric, mm-hmm. Eric Booth, mm-hmm. and his mother's sitting there. Now, I don't know. Okay, we know that Ryan and Eric have been in trouble since fourth grade together, but, like, what did they do now? Well, they decided they had a friend, and, hey, it's junior high. They're 12 and 13, and one of their girl friends developed early. So they decided, uh, Eric and Ryan, to draw a pair of boobs on a T-shirt and walk around and with her name on it. So that was sexual, you know, harassment. Was, was that technically the first T-shirt your son designed? I think so. <laughs> I think so. You know what? That's a really good thing. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, that. I'm going to write yeah, him was about that. that? The, uh, yeah, uh, he had to write a letter. Meanwhile, he gets suspended. Okay, he's as happy as could be because he's home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how stupid can you be? Because when I had a ground, my kids, Ryan is a homebody. Ryan likes to be home. So I would never ground him. I would say, you can't have friends over. You need to go out. Please don't make me go out. Let my friends come over. No, the friends aren't coming over. That's how I would ground my kids. So, I mean, he didn't. It didn't matter if he was good or bad. He was always home. Which is funny now because uh, with the amount of children he has at home, he uh, kind of prefers to be at work now. <laughs> now he knows how it's I feel. It's a full house. So do you, we talk about it all the time, you, you and I, with his children, like karma's going karma's gonna to come back and bite him in it, the ass, right? It has. He's mm. got himself. He's got Sean. He's got a Nick. And now we'll... He's got a daughter who is going to be as tough as his sister. And every time one of those kids drive him crazy inside, it's just making me so, (laughs) so happy. So happy. I mean, Rick and and Ryan, they just clashed most of, I say most of Ryan's teenage years. Mm -hmm. Rick didn't understand the 
weed smoking. He told me that it was because of me. It was hereditary. It was genetic. But it I mean, was- that I think that's with most uh, most teenage boys. You know, like I I would clash with my dad all the time, and it wasn't over anything like that. It was just you're a teenager, and nobody understand. You know, parents don't understand anything, and it's not till you're a little older that you're just like, oh my poor parents like do you do you really think ryan says oh my poor parents can you hear that out of his I mouth mean, maybe not now maybe when he's not there yet yeah maybe when the kids are a little older he's because it's gonna happen they're gonna start doing you know the same shit that he was doing and he's probably just gonna sit there and go oh fuck i did that exact same thing to gail and rick well he was <laughs> we when we first got married, we lived in a condo and we had three bedroom condo and we made the third bedroom because it was only Ryan a den. Mm-hmm. And he must have been about three. My cousin was probably, no, he had to be, yeah, three because she was 10. We took him to see Fantasia. But somewhere, Ryan was able to say, Hey, Deborah, do you want to know all the bad words I know? <laughs> And so Deborah was like, okay, she, she doesn't know. She comes from a, a night, I mean, she's my cousin, she's, but she's little. And he says, he starts out with shit, bitch, and he just keeps going and going and going. Now, I don't know anything. My aunt calls me and says, um, Ryan told Deborah all the bad words he knows. And I'm like, I didn't know he any, knew any. So we go to Ryan <laughs> Ryan, what words did you tell Deborah? And he just rattled them all off from the from fuck all the way. It was like a it was like George Carlin just naming them all. All of them, yeah. and I'm I'm like, okay, I I know that I have, I swear all the time, but there's no way I use these. I'm like, Ryan, where did you learn this? Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, you and Daddy watch it. Daddy Rick, he called him Daddy Rick. Daddy mm-hmm. Rick. Uh, you and Daddy Rick watch him, and I lay, and I can hear him. And so I know all the words, and I'm like, oh, my God, he knew Eddie Murphy Raw. Oh, my God, at three years old, he knows all the words. His children know those words now because they come directly out of Ryan's mouth. Oh, yeah, I've I've heard Damon. Damon speaks the most out of them, and that is, that is Ryan's child. That is Ryan's uh, child. So uh, before we wrap up, What's it like now seeing kind of just the empire that your son has built? Because for someone who, you know, he went from designing T-shirts that, you know, have a this poor girl's name on it with, with boobies drawn on there to he supplies T-shirt. He's the T-shirt king for all intents and purposes, you know. Uh, aside from WWE, he makes T-shirts for practically everyone else. So, I mean, for you, Rick, to be going to these shows and, you know, taking your kids them to now, you go to these shows with your kids and everyone is wearing your son's shirts, you know, one way or another. Maybe there's a few stragglers that aren't, but for the most part, everyone is, you know, wearing your son's T-shirts. I'm, I'm very uh, proud of what he's accomplished. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I mean, it's like I say, I, I wanted to be, I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm getting older, so, you know, whatever. But, you know, I'm good. So, uh, I'm proud of what he's done. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the one thing that I love, and I'll just throw this out there. I'm sitting on the streets uh, down on Bryn Mawr and Broadway, and a guy's walking by, and he's wearing an AEW shirt uh, so hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I rolled down the window, and I said, hey, nice nice hoodie. He says, thanks. I said, look. I got one, too. He said, I said, where'd you get that? He said, from Ryan over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. I said, that's where I got mine. He says, you know Ryan? I said, I said he's my son. Mm-hmm. He says, I know Ryan. Oh, great. I said, that's cool. Shakes my hand, you know. I'm sure he didn't yeah. know Ryan. He just, the guy. Oh, he came him. out. He No, he, really. He came out, and he said... Ryan's name. I mean, like. So was Ryan famous? Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. It. I mean, I, it's. I remember Julia experienced it firsthand. Uh, like last year when we were in Vegas for for Double or Nothing, where this. So I, I'm telling Julia the story of uh, because it was like someone came up to me and they were like, "Oh yeah, you you know you, we know who you are." But I'm like, "Oh yeah," and. She's kind of just like, oh, they know who you are. And I'm like, oh, funny enough, this happened to your husband earlier, about twice. And within that five-minute like time that I'm telling her the story of two people coming up to Ryan to take photos with him and like they recognize him, about three other people just like as they're walking through, they're like, oh, Ryan. And so like, so even if she thought like maybe I was making up this story, within those five minutes, like three other people were just coming up to Ryan and, oh, hey, can we get a photo with you? Or, hey. So I made it my mission where, like, every time someone would be like, hey, oh, you're Ryan from Pro Wrestling? He'd be like, do you want to get a photo with him? <laughs> you know, and Ryan would just, like, go over there and take a photo with him, with them. But, yeah, I mean, your yeah, son we is... Would, we would be walking around in the MGM Grand and people were just coming up, like... It, I'm how sure he they, loves it. How do they know what he looks like? He posts on social media. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You know what's you you hey, see Ryan. how much I work for the company. Hey, Do you see hey. how much I know? Hey Ryan. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a so hashtag. he's famous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it must be weird seeing like the humble beginnings where there was just like two or three employees. Like, did you ever think it would get? No. No. Well, I always believed in Ryan. I didn't. I didn't know how quickly it would go. I mean, or how many ideas. I mean, I don't know how he sleeps. I don't know. I mean, yeah. his, his ideas must run like a gerbil, mm-hmm. you know, because every day he comes up with a new idea. And if it's not his idea and it's someone else's, it becomes his idea. It's never anybody else's idea. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. If you, if you give the idea, he will say no. And two days later, he comes up with a great idea. Well, he also has like the ability where you're just like, oh, hey, I have an idea for, for this. And he's kind of just like, oh, I don't know. And like he makes it better. You know? He'll tweak it. Yeah. Like, he'll, he'll tweak it. He'll be like, instead of this. And that's the good thing with him where he'll never just outright like, no, that's stupid. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes. for the most part, he'll be like, well, how about instead of this and that i would do this that and the other and it's just like oh shit yeah like of course i i wouldn't have ever thought of that and to him it's it's like you know it's a reflex he knows how to do these things but to the rest of us right and to me it does it blows my mind i mean i see the billboards i'm sick of the billboards but (laughs) i mean well because people are I saw one of Ryan's billboards. Really? Which one? Because there's like a hundred of them just on one highway. So like, mm-hmm. you, you know, oh, all over, you know. And 
I mean, I'm very proud. I mean, he knows that. I don't, I didn't beg him to work here. I didn't, I mean, Rick begged and begged and begged and begged. And I think it was to the point where Ryan's like, oh, just work here and sh- so you shut up. I mean. Yeah, I, I just, when you were talking about uh, ideas, I was watching uh, Shark Tank mm-hmm. with Gail. And there's this guy on there that is printing on shoes. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I call Ryan up. I said, you watch Shark Tank? He says, yeah. I said, did you see the guy with the shoes? Yeah, that's just stupid. I said, you should do that. Nah, it's dumb. <laughs> hey, uh, how many guys out there have shoes, you know? Yeah, so uh, superkicks.com. You can go ahead and get your own pair of shoes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like that. And I mean, you know, myself, I got ideas and I tell Ryan, Ryan does it. So I'm not saying. In his way. In in his way, you know. But the wheels are spinning every day. Yeah. He's got something new happening every day. And, you know, for me, I'm kind of always on call. Like, I can't tell you how many messages I get from him at like 1130. You know, we need to do this by tomorrow. Uh, what do you think of this? How should we mock this up? Uh, like his mind's always working, and like I know if I email him, he'll email me right back in like five minutes, no matter what. So five minutes? Yeah. He, how about probably five seconds? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he literally so, walks, breathes his phone. He just holds it. He's he's having a conversation as he's typing because mm-hmm. he's yeah. like all over. The yeah. the amount of times I've gone to the bathroom and he texts me. He texts me. Where are you? I'm like, I'm in the bathroom. I'll be over there right now. And in the two minutes that, you know, from doing what I got to do and then going over to his office, he's like, oh, I already took care yeah, of it. I finished it. it. That's like, what he does to me. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, like, if he says, can you do this? And I don't know how to do it. So I'm like learning. I'll go into his office and I'll just, he's like, just forget it. I did it. Like, can you give me like five minutes to figure it but out? He's been that way since. <laughs> Forever. His computer days. Computer days. Yeah, exactly. Said, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Yeah. So that's where it stems from is his love of computers. That's really what it was. He loved them. And that's what got him in trouble most of growing up is he would always, we know, we didn't grow up with computers, so I didn't know how to fix anything. And he would always crash the computer because he was always trying something new and then we wouldn't have a computer. So he'd get grounded from the computer but then i'd need him to fix it so like i didn't know i mean he was yeah it was from the start i think we knew that he was going to do something artsy Mm -hmm. but we didn't know that it would grow into an empire i think it's an i think for wrestling you could call it an empire do you do either of you feel that at one point he might just say fuck it and uh, reinvigorate his rap career because I know I've I know I personally have been trying to get uh, Kid Cash to make a comeback. Well, you know what? It it uh, he probably could. Mm-hmm. Will he? I can't say. His last performance was at <laughs> Nick's Bar Mitzvah, right? Wasn't it? Kelly's. He was at, he did at Kelly's too. Maybe. No, I think it was Nick was the last time, but. I don't. I don't think so. I don't even think he would sing for his kids. 
I don't know. You know, it'd be a, it'd be something. What do you think? What do, you, when you met Ryan, what did you think? Well, the the first the first time I remember meeting Ryan was back when you guys were over by uh, on Oakley, right? Because yeah, because I would I worked at the movie theaters and I would come across these free movie tickets. These free movie tickets would just fall in my lap, and me being a fan of Cole Cabana, I would send them to him and be like, "Oh, here you go, Cole. There's free movie tickets." So I go in there one day to get custom T-shirts for something. Again, I I knew of them. Of you guys through Colt Cabana, so I go in there and Ryan's like, "Oh, he's like, you're the movie ticket guy, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, he's like, well, maybe if you find some more of these movie tickets, uh, you know, I'll trade you for shirts." Uh-huh. And I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, of course," you know. So I I I find some of these movie tickets and I I trade them with that. And I remember that was just it was just kind of that. It wasn't anything like actually like personable. But I remember for like the for CM Punk's movie premiere, and your son always has a a very stylish car. He's always even when when we talked to Julia, she talked about how she showed up and you know his car. But I specifically remember like waiting outside because um, I was waiting for one of my buddies, and they're just like, "Oh my God, look! It's the one hour T guys. They pull up in the giant uh, Hummer that's wrapped with Macho Man on the side, and it's just like, oh fuck, look at these guys. They're so cool." And you know, it's so again, it's like, oh, okay. So I kind of have an idea. I'm like, oh, this cool guy with his macho man wrapped Hummer. And I remember like my first day working. Again, I'm like, oh, now, now he's the pro wrestling tease guy. And I'm, I've just been trying to get my foot in the door to do whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'll answer your fucking phones all day if, <laughs> if that's what you need. And I, I remember going into his office, and I'm just like, hey. Uh, because I like everything had come. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll be here tomorrow, nine o'clock, whatever. That's fine. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, by the way, like, and I felt silly asking afterwards because I would look around and then the question was already answered. I was like, there's no like dress code, is there? <laughs> he looks up at me. He's on his phone the whole time, mind you. He looks up. He goes, dress code, dude. I'm wearing fucking shorts with flowers on them. I don't give a fuck what you wear. And I called him on his bluff, and I've shown up to work and like halloween costumes and things like that but yeah i mean again for for people that first time meeting him he's an intimidating guy again but it's just because he's very straightforward but is that because that's what everybody always said used to always say about me yeah i i was intimidating even though i'm like (laughs) a size of a pea so like but very intimidating you find Ryan. I mean, I see a lot of you in Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Poor Ryan. What about you? Mm-hmm. Were you intimidated well, the first time you met him? Well, so like for me, I'd been doing a bunch of freelance stuff for him, and uh, I was trying to kind of get my foot in the door, mostly because I was a wrestling fan. And then like um, he had me do the Pro Wrestling Tees logo that we currently have, and like I remember working him with on that remotely and uh he was kind of like nah, i don't like it and then i was like oh i think this looks really good i think it would work really well and then he did like a survey i guess in the office and they said they liked it and then um cm punk signed on i did a bunch of stuff for him and it crashed the site and he's like oh this is a good sign so <laughs> he kept asking me to work and i was like I-, I live in elgin i don't like driving i don't like commuting and he, he maybe asked me like three or four times and i just said no because at that point i'd been at my i was a sign maker for like 
16, 17 years at that point. And uh, finally, he said, uh, I'll pay you what you're making. You don't have to come in every day. I do need to see you like twice a week just so I know that you're you're alive. And I said, all right. And he's like, but I guess you should just come in and interview just as a formality. So I come in. I was really excited. And I was like, oh, I'm here to see Ryan. And they're like, okay, he's waiting in his office. And I go in there, and he's on his phone. And he's got this big bank of monitors. And uh, I, I kind of knock on the door, and I go, hey, uh, it's Dave. And he goes, oh. Like, like he didn't even realize I was coming. And I... It's kind of like I don't think this guy likes me very much. <laughs> so I sit down and he goes, "So uh, you want to work here or what?" I was like, "Yeah, do, do you want me to work here?" And he's like, "That yeah. sounds like him." Cool, cool. Uh, I'll have a, I'll walk you around the place, and so we do, and then that was it. And he's like, "All right, I'll." Uh, it was like the day after Thanksgiving or something. He's like, "I'll see you the day after Thanksgiving." I was like, all right. Uh, and then, like, I wanted to shake his hand, and then he just turned around on his phone and went back to his desk. I was like, oh, all right. Such a friendly guy. Yeah, and then I, I went home, and I was like, how'd it go? I was like, well, I got the job, but I don't know if he likes me very much. And then, you know, uh, just seeing him interact with other people that he doesn't know, um, you know, I see I see that. He's very stoic, I guess. And, like, I've, I've emailed him back and forth, and... I guess I was reading the tone of the emails in a more enthusiastic voice because, <laughs> like, it's not at all like talking to him. And now he's he's great to talk to. He's he laughs and stuff. Um, but you don't. But very rare. Yeah. You rarely see him smile. Yeah. And even when you know he thinks something's funny, he doesn't still, let you know that he thinks it's funny. Correct. Yeah. He has a great uh, personality. I mean, mm-hmm. not person. He does have a great personality, but he has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But you never see him smile. Even in pictures, he grins. Yeah. that's. I spend most of my day, if it's not something work-related, you know, I usually pop in his office and be like, hey, uh, I took care of that uh, AEW order. This is going out. Um, this is coming tomorrow. So when this gets in here, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he'll just on his phone, not even looking up. Cool, cool. And then that's when I like leave and then pop my head back in, and then it's like I'm practicing like my stand up. I'm just throwing jokes at him, you know. And it's not usually until like he gives me like a <laughs> or actually last. I'm like, all right, now I'll get out of his office. No. It's either that or he or he tells me to to get the fuck out of his office. I, I always think it's funny when he interacts with Rick because he's very clearly just fucking with you like 75 percent of the time, maybe 80. But he doesn't let on, and then I can see you getting a little like mad at him and then when you walk out he just kind of he half he shrugs his shoulders like chuckling a little <laughs> and they yeah. like to tease each other yeah that's what it is they want it they like ooh, they take that they like, needle each other yeah right in there yeah. both of them and they just keep going not anymore really okay it still happens it's nice to get a pat on the back you know yeah, yeah i mean a good attaboy you can't yeah. get that from ryan Every get a pat in the, on the back. I uh, I get raises. So yeah. I assume that's do you, a. Do you know, want to know what Ryan did to me two weeks ago? <laughs> See, this continues. Okay. <laughs> I had to admit to him that I have the easiest job here. <laughs> We're at his house. I don't know what it came up, and I he says, just admit. You have the easiest job, I said. But I work. 
He says, just admit it. And I said, fine. I have the easiest job, but I deserve every minute of it because I raised you. But I definitely have the easiest job. He says, that's all I wanted you to say. I mean, do you see how it tortures me? A lot of, the, the one thing I learned very quickly, and Frank helped me learn, it's when you fuck up, Go in there and tell him that you fucked up, and he's gonna, you know, ah, oh, you, you're like, stupid. Fall on your sword. And yeah, he's gonna call you every and, name and he, in the and book. He's, and he's gonna tell you. He's gonna be like, oh, what? So you're just some sort of idiot. And you're, you're, just, yeah, I am some sort yes, of idiot. Yes, you have to just agree. Like I, I specifically remember one time <laughs> where he comes into the back room, and I was just like, oh, I, I think I was like printing, and I, I at that point I wasn't really like printing, and I, I printed something wrong. He's like, where you go, you fucking idiot. And again. It, Mind you, the relationship with me and Ryan is different than, like, with other people, you know, because, like, I'll call him a fucking idiot and he'll do it back, you know, and so, like, it's normal. He doesn't just walk around calling everyone that, uh, you know, just as a little, in case anyone's listening and they're like, wow, that's fucked up. No, that's how me and Ryan speak to each other. But he's like, yeah, we'd go, you fucking idiot. Kind of just like that. And then you're there, you're like, are you going to let him talk to you like that? I'm like, I don't know. Are you gonna let him talk to me like that? I was like, you're HR. Yeah, you're HR. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, uh, yeah, you know. But again, that's how it is. Okay, you mentioned I've maybe once or twice Ryan's been like, hey, good job. But again, he's not really like, you know, no. no. Frank, Frank will be the one to, yeah, you know, to be like, oh, hey, we think you're doing really good. You know, keep up the good work. But even that is far and few in between. It's cool, cool is about as when he says cool, you're like, all right. Yeah, I like when. The one thing I don't like is when he is texting me and he he thinks that I'm him, that I keep my phone on me at every minute. Where are you? Why are you not answering me? I need you right now. Text me back. Text me back. I, I'm not, I don't hold my phone with me like he does, you know? So it's like, if you don't answer him back quickly, he has no patience at all. I mean... He comes in in the morning. Does he say good morning? No, he nods. Just a nod. Yeah, if you get a nod, it's going to be a good day. If you if he goes straight to his office, uh-oh, must have been a bad morning at home. Yeah, there's times where he walks in and I'm just like, what's up? And he's like, fuck you. And just walks into his <laughs> office and I'm just like, all right. And then someone will come up to me and they'll be like, hey, I have this. Uh, should I? I'm like, don't. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait. I'm like, wait, wait till lunch. Yeah. That people will come to me. And they'll say, well, you know, I want to ask Ryan. I'm like, okay, today's not the day. I'll let you know. Yeah. And there have been times where I've run to somebody and go, he's in a good mood. Go. Yeah. And then they run in. You have to know what mood he's in. Otherwise, it's a straight no. Straight no. It doesn't matter even if it should be a yes. If he's in a bad mood, it's a no. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why if I've, I quickly learned if I needed something from him, just wait till after lunch. Wait till after he eats, and then you know it's he'll be more inclined to listen to you because after he has some food in him, you know he he's just happy. Yeah, Um, he's uh, but he's really but he even though he talks to you like that or he talks to other people like that, he really appreciates everybody. Yeah, he is. I mean, he 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 shows you not daily. But on a personal level, he never, ever 
as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, uh, that if your child is sick or you have a, uh, some kind of family, there's no question. He never makes you feel bad. But if your family is, there's never anything. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan will be like, hey, what do you need? I'll help you. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing that he is. He's yeah, very, very good to his, his employees. I mean, I think so. And I, it's not because I'm his mom, because I'm the first one to say that he's an ass. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. But he's really good. Well, I, I think that comes to, especially when he realizes, the there's some people that just, they'll come in, they'll punch a clock, and they'll punch out, and they're done. And then there's some people, you know, like, you live here, Berto. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- there's some people that'll go the extra mile, and... He knows that, and then those are the people that get, you know, they get past that veil a little bit, and um, you really start seeing the appreciation a little more. I did a, a podcast last week, and uh, with friend of the show Marty DeRosa, and, and he asked me, he's like, "Do you work? Do you work as hard as you do because part of you doesn't want to like let Frank and Ryan down?" And I was like, "Part of it, part of it is yes." I'm like, "But also, part of it is." In my mind, like when I came in, it was just like, again, I just, whatever I had to do, like I hated having to sit at a desk, listen to Kareema and have to answer a phone, it was, <laughs> you know, but it was a lot of people hate that. Yeah. But <laughs> after, you know, doing that for a bit, I finally got to, to work in the back. Like I remember you, everybody wants to work in the back. What, I don't know what's wrong with us in the front. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. But I, I, remember, I remember you coming up to me because at this point it was like it was a struggle with you know, with Frank and Kareem, mom and dad are fighting over, you know, who who gets me. And if you know Frank, Frank's going to win that 100 yeah, 100% of the time. But I remember you just coming up to me and going, hey, um, so do you want to work in the back? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> you know, and shortly there I was taken to the back. And I kind of, I, I've since then have like made it, like I would see, okay, Frank is the hardest working guy back here. So I'm going to fucking work as hard as that guy. And then... Oh, Ryan works just as hard. All right. You know, that's what I kind of like I do. It's like, all right, I'm going to work as much as I can. Obviously not kill myself because I need to sleep at some point. But I try to, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, if Frank and Ryan will work these crazy hours and do everything in the building, even, you know, Ryan does more than he should. You know, like when COVID first started and we were a fourth of the staff. Ryan, along with his other stuff, he was over there like printing. He was doing this, that, and the other. Not not for long, but he was, you know, doing this, that, and the other. And I don't know many other CEOs that were just like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the grunt work because I have to." But th- that's again, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, clearly, like I don't have any other. I've never had any other boss who's like, yeah, you can have one of the offices in one of my warehouses to record your podcast. You know, we we go on on work trips to to go see wrestling shows, yeah, on, take, on cruises and stuff. Cruises. He doesn't even take his own mom on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. Not that I want to go on a wrestling cruise, but <laughs> or you me. guys go on cruise. Yeah. You guys go on cruises. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you're always having some kind of a get together, you mm-hmm. know. And he's always with you. Like, it's not like I mean. I watch him with you. He, you guys play together well, but yet you work together mm-hmm. well. And I'm proud of him when he does that. Uh, 
But I'm still scared of him. Aren't you scared of him? I'm, oh, I'm scared. yeah, of course. I'm scared. I'm scared of my own son now. Not at, outside the home. I'm not scared. But in at work. When you're I'm, Gail. Yeah, I'm a, when if I'm like, oh shoot, I have to do something, and I'm like, oh god, I've never done it. I hope it's right, and like I'm thinking, please be right, because Ryan will get mad, and I can't stand when he gets mad, and because it sounds like me. So I'm like, but he, you've got to feel that way too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not, I, I, not that you're scared. Like he's gonna, he's not gonna fire you. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing about Ryan. You can you can fuck up. I mean, everybody does. Even Ryan. I mean, and he'll yell at you like you think you're getting fired. And five minutes later, I can hear him going, "Hey, bud, come over here." Like mm-hmm. he, like I, he just reamed your ass, and now he's your best friend. Like he forgets completely. Yeah, I mean, I think Dave and I have more leeway at the shop than some of some the of the others. other some of the others there. Um, because yeah, there are definitely times where I'm like, oh man, I fucked this up. I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, I forgot to ship this. Like, I'll take care of the shipping. I'll, I'll then will you the, the shipping or whatever, and I'll be like, idiot. All right. <laughs> but then there's other days where he's like, why didn't this go out? Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, you gave me 17 things to do, and yeah. I did what 16 of them. What personality is coming in today? But the most nebulous thing is on our on our company Slack. If I get a yo. He'll say yo, and I'm like, is this a good yo? Mm-hmm. That's or, I get that. I get yo, what? and I'm like, oh, I don't want to answer. Yeah, and then it's a it's a fifty fifty shot where it's like, yo, hey, did you remember to put this up? And I'll say yes. I'm like, cool. Or yo, we have a real big problem. You fucked something up. So yeah, we I get that a lot. Um, I get I, the yo. I very rarely get yelled at personally, but there there have been times where I messed up like a shipping type on something, like C two E two was one of the ones. Where he's like, you cost me twenty five hundred dollars in shipping, and I just I was like, I'm sorry, I'll I'll pay for it. Where where do you want me to send it? And he'll say it's all right. I just I'll, I shipped a DHL or something to cover it. But um, yeah, you'll definitely see some people when they mess up here, they blame it. It wasn't my fault. It was this. It was, and he sees through it. Like as long as you just say, yeah, I messed up. I'm sorry. Or just say you messed up. Everybody yeah. messes up. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, you, if you're scared, I mean, he's kind of, he, yeah. He can right. be like a shark. I'm not, I'm not scared of him. <laughs> well, you could beat him up easily. And I don't make mistakes. <laughs> and I'm 62. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, guys. Well, as we wrap up here, are there any last minute Ryan stories that either of you want to wanna just throw out there? He had a... He had a girlfriend. Oh, yes, he did. He had a girlfriend. He was 15. And I think he was going out with her for two years. And he broke up with her. And No, she broke up with her. I don't know. Too many years ago. Anyway, uh, he was so devastated. I mean, so devastated. First, he laid in his bed for I don't know how many days. I slipped a note under his door telling him that when he was ready, I was here to listen, you know. I finally, I didn't know what to do, so rounded up his friends, told him to come on over and please make him laugh. And, you know, so there is that sensitive side. It's just like when he met Julia, he said to me, he took me aside, he's like, should I marry Julia? And I'm like, well, do you love her? He says, yeah. I said. Do you think she'll be a good wife? Yeah. Do you think she'll be a good mom? 
Yeah. I said, then marry her. He said, okay. So, I mean, he's not any less, he's, he, he kind of takes after his father. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, okay. But I'm sure he did something a little better. But, uh, no, Ryan, there's just, it was, Ryan's Ryan. You have to know Ryan. But he's a good friend to people because he's had the same friends forever. Him and Frank, the two of them have just blown this away. I mean, he's a good he's a good friend. He's a wonderful employer. And if you've watched the Pro Wrestling Tees movie and you're listening to us talk about this shy person that kind of keeps to himself, you're probably wondering, are you talking about the same fucking person? Because I think of everyone there at the shop, if we were like, we're going to do a documentary, uh, a short documentary about the workings of how this place goes, the last person you would expect to get in front of a camera and talk for as much as he did was Ryan. Right, because, I mean, Ryan, the le- Ryan has a, a special relationship with my mom. And I remember him being probably, it was, it was a Mother's Day, and we were all at my brother's house, and we were outside. And I don't know, we're a crazy-ass family, so I don't know what we, why we were talking about condoms, but we were. And Ryan goes, I never wear a condom. And his grandmother's like, you don't wear a condom? He's like, it's like a raincoat. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're talking about this. And, I mean, he teases his grandma like he will. This is him. She's at an independent place. Mm -hmm. Okay, so during the COVID, he calls her, you know, all the time, every single time. You still alive? <laughs> to his own grandmother. You still alive? Not hi. How are you? That's how he literally. And it's probably yo. You still alive? Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. Hey, yeah. Yo, you there? <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yo. You still alive? And then my mom will call me and go, "Do you know what your son said to me?" And I'm like, "What?" He asks me if I'm still alive, and then he says, "I love you." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> of course." I said, "Cause he's joking with you," mm-hmm. and he he she's like, he would. She also would wear a lot of hairspray. And so Ryan would walk around and just go and touch the top of her head and say, you know. So one year she bought him hairspray. Uh, Oh, one last story before we go. (laughs) This one is for Rick. This one, I don't know what he was doing, but he ended up with no eyebrows, Ryan. (laughs) I said, I said, I looked at him, I said, what the fuck? I took him, I put him up against the wall. I said, you shaved your eyebrows? I was trying to look like Vanilla Ice. He was trying to get the, <laughs> the lines in there. And then... He he asked me, will my eyebrows, eyebrows grow back? I said, yeah. I said, how old are you? He says, 12. I said, 12 years. He's not going to wait 12 years? I said, that's, yeah. I had to pencil them in for him to go to school. <laughs> but they came back quick. Oh, please tell me you have a photo somewhere of Ryan. Oh, I 12 year old Ryan with pencil. Oh, God. We didn't have, yeah, back then we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. Like, See, if, yeah. you, if you had that photo, that would be the photo for like, oh, every week we have a photo for that week's episode. That would be the photo. 
Um, well, Rick, Gail, thank you for for being thank on, you for on this week's episode. Thank uh, you for having us. It's fun. It's fun getting to talk to because I mean, you and I, we, we you know, we're a couple of chatty Cathy, so we're always just speaking. But it's fun to have uh, all the listeners at home be able to to listen to the people that raised Ryan to hear the stories, and so that they know it's not just me and Dave. Like, yeah. oh, ha ha, he he. These are Ryan's stories. No. They really are. Yeah, yeah, they really are. They are. Yeah. And if it wasn't for you two, this Ryan. whole thing wouldn't exist. Uh, You're right about let's that. just say Rick, because yeah. Ricky. Oh yeah, Ricky. Oh, Ricky. you need to Ricky say, with an eye. Okay. okay. Yeah. So before we leave, this will be the last story. Ricky with an eye was was your name. What what happened there? I don't know. My mother said that it'd be easier for me to write an I than a Y. But this, why do you know that? You oh, so the reason that I know that is uh, I don't even know if he's announced it, but I saw her post a photo, so I guess I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, Ryan's wife is pregnant, and he uh, it, it's a girl, and so jokingly one day I go up to him and I'm like, hey, I'm like, well, what are you gonna name your daughter? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Why? I was like, oh, well, I was like, I heard you were going to name her Ricky with an I. And he just, he just started he, laughing. And he, he, and, he, and he like lights up. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, you're going to name her Ricky with an I after your dad, you know, because she's a girl. And he starts, ah, gah, 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 and I'm like, oh, man. I was like, I didn't think that joke. I was like, what's so funny? He's like, oh, he's like, did my dad tell you? I'm like, tell me what? He goes, about Ricky. I'm like, no, no, I'm like, I just made up that joke. Is that really what you're going to do? And he goes, no. That's his name. That's his real name. Well, and we thought he was messing with me. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was messing with me. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, Ricky is his name. His name was Ricky with an I, and then he changed it. And that's when I asked you, and you were just like, who the fuck told you that? And then he made me a stamp to stamp the invoices. <laughs> and I said, I am not using that. I am Rick J. Barkin. <laughs> Well, Rick J. Barkin and Gail Barkin, thank you both for, for being on here. And this is weird episode 52. Let's do this again in another 52 episodes, all right? We have thank to wait you that, very much. We have to wait that long. I will bring you on, we'll Briar. We'll, we'll, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll bring you back soon. Well, then, thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Can I plug my websites? Sure, yeah. plug, plug away. Visit me on Facebook, Rick Barkin. I also have a site great lakes harleys riders and great lakes prowlers so come and visit say hi there you go if you guys want to find rick uh old ricky barkin online uh, he gave you like seven sites to go to so uh gail and rick thank you guys and uh we'll talk again soon thank, thank you, you. <laughs> Thank you again to Rick and uh, Gail Barkin for that. Um, definitely want to have them back on. Like they, especially, yeah, especially there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff left unsaid. Yeah, especially Gail and uh, I. Don't, I forgot whether it was on air or off the air that she suggested, but uh, Nick and Sean Barkin definitely need to get those two on to. Yeah, you know, but by the by the time this by the time we get to episode one hundred with Ryan, uh, there will be so many stories told about Ryan that. I almost wonder if he'll have any himself left to, to tell. He'll probably dispute a few of them. Oh, yeah, that would be the best one. He's just like, yeah, remember on this episode and you fucking said this? Yep, not the case. Uh, but, yeah, thanks again to the two of them. Really fun. I 
that day I was running on no sleep. Like I, yeah, I've had, I've had this bad habit of, uh, cause we've been getting out of work earlier than, than normal. And I immediately come home and fall asleep, which I've now been forcing myself whenever I get out of work, like if it's early, to just go out, whether I go driving, whether I, I go grocery shopping or, or, or something. Yeah. Cause otherwise yeah. I fall asleep usually around seven, eight. Then I wake up sometime around 1 a.m., midnight, and then just stay awake for the rest of the night. And then I go into work like a fucking zombie, which is not fun. But what is fun is uh, we mentioned it earlier, the weekly giveaways that we've decided to bring back. Um, last week we had our friend, uh, friend of the show, Carol. She won. And this week we decided to go ahead and do it as well. If you're wondering how to win one of these contests, super easy. Uh We'll post on our Twitter that week's episode. So this week's episode will be episode 52 with Gail and Rick. Make sure you're following us. And then uh, you simply have to like and retweet the pin tweet, which, again, will be this week's episode. So just make sure you're following us at PWTCast on Twitter. And that's it. Like the, like the tweet. Uh, retweet the tweet. Simple. Super easy. Uh, and this week we're going to go with uh, our man, Macho Man Randy Travis. Congratulations, sir. Uh, you've won a free t-shirt. Go ahead and DM us and uh, we'll we'll get that sent out to you. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, and again, it's that's any shirt we got online or the exclusives in the store. So uh, those are hard to come by for a lot of you people. But Exactly. Uh, also, ooh, I was I was gonna get into. Oh, speaking of last week's giveaway, I was it was a pretty big one, courtesy of a uh, sponsor of the show, the Cryptic Closet, and friends of the show, oh, yeah. Gorilla Publishing. Which uh, Julio, happy belated birthday as well to you. Yes, wonderful man. I, I've been calling him Andy Dufresne all week because he uh, he's officially moved over to uh, the pro wrestling T side, and it's almost as if he crawled through a river of shit, uh, through a creepy river of shit to. You know, it's creepy and weird. Yeah, to the prom, to the promised land now. Um, But Dave, another thing that I've been, another conversation that I've been having with a lot of people this week, uh, and I don't know how much you can contribute to it, just because of the age difference between us. But uh, I've been watching a lot of Digimon, and when I was growing up, it was like Digimon and Pokemon. You know, it was. People either liked one or the other, and it was constantly like, this one's better than the other one, and da da da. And listen, I'm here to say, as far as a video game franchise goes, Pokemon, the clear winner. Come on. Everyone plays, everyone's been playing those Pokemon games for the past 20 something years, and they'll probably keep playing Pokemon won the Pokemon won the culture war. Exactly. But you know what? Digimon's highly underappreciated. And, uh, not recently, within the past few years, uh, a different animation company took over the rights for Digimon, and they put out a series of six, now seven, I believe the seventh one's coming out this year, uh, like movies is what they call them. They're basically just like hour and a half long episodes uh, that just whole, completely different animation style. Like you look at one and the other, and it's just like, oh, okay, they, they, they brought in the big guns for this, and they brought back most of the voice cast. Um, and like, I've been watching those cause I, I bought all six of them on Blu-ray from Walmart for very fair price considering it's six Blu-rays. Um, yeah. so I've just been falling back into the whole Digimon. I was rewatching the movie and 
like I've just been having arguments with friends about like, oh, Digimon and Pokemon, and I'm like, listen, as far as when it comes to those like original shows, Digimon far superior for for the most part. I mean, you have kids. I don't know if your stepsons were watching either. Uh, you know, I'm starting to pick up an anti Pokemon thread throughout your life. No, listen, I love Pokemon from Yu Gi Oh, from Yu Gi Oh, <laughs> Digimon. You're always saying that uh, Pokemon playing second fiddle to those guys. I don't know what's going on here. Listen, I love Pokemon. I I've bought almost all those games for except for the ones that came out on the Switch, just because I I've not purchased a Switch. I've got a Charmander tattoo on my leg. Uh, Definitely, definitely a Pokemon fan. I just want, yeah. I just want these other franchises to get a little bit more attention. You know, it's like, well, it's like Pokemon well, very much like the uh, the M the Michael Jordan of they they do swallow up a lot of the attention when it comes to uh, you know those type of games. Well, I, I will say, uh, so I think my daughter's a bigger fan of Pokemon, but. Both my stepsons watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon, and I think they had a Digimon game for the PS1 mm-hmm. that, like, looks kind of lame to me. But, like, um, no, like, the boys have always been into, like, extra stuff. Like, other, you know, like, everyone knows Pokemon, but not everyone knows Digimon or Yu-Gi-Oh! So they were into that. They were into stuff, like, called Zoids, which are, like, little robot things. I don't know. They're, like, Zords for power rangers but um no we did, we've definitely had plenty of digimon products in our house listen i'm definitely Oh. I'm, I'm doing my best to bring them back i want to bring them back into pop culture <laughs> right so uh if you see me posting at like three in the morning about how emotional the digimon movie makes me and how <laughs> like the one specific scene would always make me cry just you know be nice mind your business you, you, know, you know what's funny it's like i think I don't know about you, but like when I was younger, you, you'd always see like older relatives or like aunts and uncles and like they, they would always be listening to like classic rock and then they would always be saying music ain't like it used to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we're seeing different waves of nostalgia. So, you know, they were like the sixties and seventies. Me, I'm currently a stunted man child that can't get enough of his 80s stuff. We're talking he man, uh, Power, well, Power Rangers is more '90s, but uh, you know, Ninja Turtles, uh, Batman stuff. Like I'm, I'm reliving all this stuff from the, and now we're starting to see '90s and you know, early 2000s kids. Their stuff's coming back popular. It's kind of, kind of cool to see, you know. I'm very much in in that camp of like '90s kid who, and listen, we were lower middle class growing up, so I didn't <laughs> have a lot of toys, a lot of the stuff that I wanted. Uh, not because my parents didn't love me or anything, but just because they'd rather times were tough. Yeah, times they'd rather feed me than buy me yeah. a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh dual disc. Uh, a much better plan. choice. Yeah, a Yu-Gi-Oh dual yeah. kingdom. Uh, not dualist kingdom. God, Trevor's scoffing at my uh, my guffaw right there. But you know, like they they couldn't afford these Yu-Gi-Oh toys. Fortunately for them, their little baby boy uh, has no children. Or uh, partner to spend money on, so your boy's been spending all his money rebuying things from his childhood. Uh, which listen, it feel good. Yeah, hey, we're in, we're in a pandemic. World might end. Who knows? Uh, have fun. All right, spend it yeah. while you can. You can always make more, as uh, Cody Rhodes. You can't, you can't take said. it with you. Yeah, can't take it with you. 
Uh, but one thing that you also can't take with you, a uh, terrible transition, is uh, Fan of the Week. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, Fan of the Week is our sometimes weekly segment when we can get people to record them for us. Yeah, uh, we're trying to keep it regular. We're trying to keep it regular. We're trying to bring it back, uh, much like me with the Jumon. Uh, but we're, we're yeah. trying to bring it back. Uh, we receive beautifully worded uh, <laughs> emails from very passionate fans uh, yeah. daily. The, the the emails that Maggie goes through is God God bless her God bless Maggie for yeah. her, you know going through as many as she does. Um, God bless her anyways because Maggie is great. Yeah, Maggie, awesome, you know. Yeah, super, love Maggie. Yeah, top. She's definitely uh, top tier mom there at the shop. I think she might also be yeah. the only the second mom, but again, definitely top tier. Uh, yeah. And this week, you know, we decided. Uh, Let's let's keep it. Let's keep this theme of uh, bark and family uh, in the mix. So make it uh, apropos. Exactly. Um, so it turns out Nick Barkin actually does listen to the show. You know, it was the impression it was just Sean Barkin. Who knew? But, uh, Who knew? Yeah, the you know the youngest of the Barkin boys. Uh, he decided to bless us with this week's fan of the week. So without any further ado, let's hear the the wonderful music produced by friend of the show Kevin Aldridge. And get to this week's Fan of the Week. Dear Scrump and Stank, I'm riding today to be the Fan of the Week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your Fan of the Week. Have a nice day. Hi, this is Nick with this week's Fan of the Week. Dave from Parts Unknown says, So you mean it actually takes 10 days to just ship? Not 7 to 10, so why say that? I asked if you could at least try, and you did nothing but give me excuses. I will be contacting your higher-ups. Hopefully Cody sees how you are hurting the business he is trying to build by delaying customer service. This could have been a great gift and experience. So I will never purchase a damn thing here again. WWE, I'm back. I tried to do business with you, but you failed. Unbelievable customer service. Unreal. You did not even try to assist me in any way. Nothing but excuses. Way to go with customer service. I even told you it was a gift. I deal with customers every day asking if we can move up orders due to certain things happening, and we do so. There is no way it takes 7 to 10 days to make a shirt and or throw two masks in a box. You get them pre-printed and made up in bulk for purchasing pricing. So don't tell me you make each shirt individual based on the order. What a crock. Have a nice day. Thank you again to Nick Barkin for that. Uh, As you can tell, the most most educated and eloquent uh, emails that that we get uh, on a weekly basis. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like we mentioned, we want to go ahead and bring them back as much as we can because they're always a fun part of the week yeah and a lot of people ask about them they're like hey where's the uh, where's fan of the week and we're like uh, well, i don't know so <laughs> yeah well listen we're working on it all right we're working on a lot yeah. of future episodes as well uh we have a little bit more free time now luckily so yeah it's been a hell of a 52 episodes and the next 52 should be just as amazing yeah and, and also you know, thanks to everyone that's stuck with us. I mean, 
we've got a couple writer dies that have been there since pretty much the beginning. And shout you know, out, whether you're yeah, shout out Ryan Mears, uh, Trevor yeah. Outlaws, all you got, you know who you are, Vivian. As well. Junior. Yeah, Vivian. And like, you know, whether we see you at shows or whether you're coming into the store buying stuff and you know, like Clifford Frazier just did and having us autograph stuff, which is crazy. I've been autographing a lot of stuff lately and my wife's like, this is really getting to your head. But, um, yeah, for, for everyone that's listened, for everyone that's come in in the middle and stayed, um, or has downloaded a single episode and, and given us great reviews. I mean, this year has been crazy for us and we've loved every minute of it. Um, sometimes it's hard, no doubt, but, um, having, see, having and seeing people respond the way that you do really helps us, uh, want to do more. So. We have a, a very close friend of ours who recently reached out to me uh, and he wants to start his own podcast. And we're kind of just talking about things here, there. And one of the things that he said to me was like, I don't know if anyone's going to want to listen to this. Even if nobody wants to listen to this, I want to. So I'm just going to keep making it. And that was the one thing that I, that I told him. Like, I don't look at the analytics of this anymore. I used to be very... Like oh this this episode got this much downloads in this country yeah. and that country and th- I don't care about that stuff anymore. Uh, yeah. I'm just more happy with the content that we put out. You know, this is something that I love doing yeah. weekly. And so whether we have uh, a thousand or ten thousand or a million downloads, uh, we're gonna put the same energy and effort into it as if it was just ten people listening to this. And but or if, or if you came in and listened to a story in the store with us, which we've done a couple times, yeah, uh, it's worth it. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, thank you again to everyone who's who stuck around. We love and appreciate all you guys. You know, if it weren't for you guys, like uh, encouraging this silly little show, um, I don't think we would have done it as much. You know, if nobody, yeah, if, if nobody wanted to listen to these weird stories uh i don't know and even when we started you know we talked about you know we got advice saying it's going to be hard keeping up the weekly format a lot of people were like why don't you do it bi-weekly or maybe once a month and it's like would that make it a lot easier yeah but like listen if if we did that i don't i don't think we would still be doing it because eventually we'd be like ah let's just cut it you know what i mean if it was up to me doing it every week if it was yeah. up to me, we'd be doing it like twice a week, like Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know, hell, even, yeah, sure. even three times. Like there's, <laughs> we have, we have enough friends we can talk to, right? I we mean, we just have a live vlog 24 hours a day, I mean, like big brother. <laughs> I mean, eventually, eventually it would just be like, oh, all right, we have cousin Jeremy on again and, uh, yeah. Mark Villanueva, uh, which Mark Villanueva, love him. We got to get him on here. Uh, but yeah. b- before we get out of here, Dave, um, the boys over at the major wrestling figure podcast dropped a uh, drop quite the bomb. Yeah. I mean, listen, we we've had them on, uh, uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, formerly Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. We had them on the show. Um, you know, both of us love toys. Like we said, we're, we're stunted, uh, man children. And so they, they also say, they also share the same passion and, uh, since they've kind of been freed up of their former employer, they've been really pushing hard, combining their love of action figures and their love for pro wrestling. And they, they're putting out a lot of uh, limited runs of action figures. And for those of you guys in the micro brawlers group uh, who I've, I've met a bunch of you, 
Um, you know, everyone's asking me, Hey, what are you working on now? And I couldn't say anything. I was working on a special four pack for the, uh, major wrestling figure podcast with Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, smart Mark Sterling, and a special swaggle one. Um, it's him naked with, uh, the internet wrestling champion belt around him. And, uh, they leaked it. I, 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 we sent them proofs. And then I guess on their Patreon, they were showing the proofs that I sent. And then whoever was on their Patreon, then, uh, stooged out everyone and, and sent all the pictures out to everyone. So, um, like literally minutes after I designed the box and sent it to Ryan, it was all over the internet. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. So, I mean, it's kind of cool to see everyone be passionate about it. There's only going to be like 150 sets. So these are going to be really, there's going to be a limited run. And we don't often sell micro brawlers in this kind of format. It's a, it's a four person box, but, um, yeah, everyone's, everyone's like, I'm never going to get this. I'm definitely getting a set. I hope you, you're able to get one too. Um, but I hit a little thing. They always joke because they open all their action figures and they always say, let them breathe. So on like the little flap of the box that tucks in, if you untuck it, it says, let them breathe on there. And I was hoping that would be like a nice, cute little surprise for the out-of-box collectors, but it was all spoiled. So. <laughs> I did see that myself. The let them breathe because that's the uh, that's the philosophy that I've had to. I mean, yeah, I had to. That's the philosophy that I've taken now. Like as they look over to my side, I got Enjoy all my, I got all my Back to the Future pops just out here displayed, and I'm yeah trying to do that with the rest of them. I just haven't yet, but yeah, let them breathe, guys. Let let your yeah. toys breathe. You don't keep them in the box. They they deserve to be like some of these, especially with some of these pops, like. They have such excellent Some of them craftsmanship. Are oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like such b- detail that, that like that Tony Stark one. Oh. Exactly. You got you gotta let them out. You gotta you gotta let them breathe. Let those bad yeah. boys breathe. I, I got a bunch still in boxes. Like I got the Young Bucks, like the regular and the Hot Topic exclusive ones autographed. I'm keeping those in boxes. Um, and then there's some that they're just easy to stack. Like I have so many of them that like I can't. I can't stand them on top of each other. <laughs> um, all the ones I really like, like all my Batman, I just got the pride Batman one, the rainbow one. And I just, I've got all my Batman ones displayed out of boxes. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully some of you guys get that, uh, MWFP box set. Uh, it's a real special one. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was spoiled. So it's out there guys. All right, but, you guys. Well, uh, We've been talking for quite a while now. This is a giant size episode, but you know what? This is uh, a very special episode. It marks a milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone for us. Uh, we've been doing this for a year now. Um, and again, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I don't know about you, Dave. Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you again to everyone who stuck around. Thank you to all the new fans we're going to be making as well. Uh, go back and listen to some of the older episodes you have. You know, we have episodes with the likes of Killer Cross, Kevin Smith, Ethan Page, Kylie Ray, John Pollock and Waiting, Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey, along with many people here at the shop. We have uh, Matt Nix, Eric Zisselman, Paul. Uh, we have Colt Cabana. We have Taffy. Taffy, love me some Taffy. We have fucking Metal Joe. Hot Topic Joe, Joe Enriquez, yeah. um, the Jericho Cruise episode. There's, there's so many fun episodes, right? And, you know, yeah. don't. 
don't take my word for it. Go ahead and listen to some. Go ahead and listen to all of them. You know. Yeah. Uh, and again, thank you to everyone. Thank you to to the Jesse Kolenbergs who who've been here since day one. And again, if if you're a new fan, welcome. Uh, we're hopefully going to be your new favorite wrestling podcast. Uh, but unfortunately, Dave, it's that time of the week where I run out of things to say. Yeah, me too. My, my mouth is all dry, and uh, I got to go get some water. So same. So uh, while we go get some water, uh, I've been scrump. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.